good evening. It's Monday. My name is Richard. This is over and over and over again. And this is the Arsenal review. I suppose you could call this a bit of a mixed week, maybe. A, a defeat against Man City, which looked really, really crucial at the time. Uh, but then the weekend results kind of turned things around, didn't they? We got that very, very dramatic late victory at Villa Park while Man City were held at Nottingham Forest and suddenly things have swung back in our favour. So it's been a mixed week. Um, we've got a big game coming up the weekend. It's a difficult game away at Leicester. Um, that's going to be tricky. So we'll look at that. Um, plus, uh, you know, other bits and pieces that's gone on in the latest week of Arsenal. It's all coming up the other side of this. <laughs> And joining us tonight, it's of course a regular on the show. It's Neil. How are you doing, my friend? Are you okay? I'm better now after after a yeah. little blip, but much better now. So uh, yeah, all good, Rich. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad at all. I say, obviously, like you said, um, things weren't looking too grand were they before Saturday, and even halfway through Saturday, it wasn't looking too good, was no. it? But um, things went in our favour in the end, and we've got a. You know, I think we've said it before, haven't we? The most important thing is to enjoy these moments while they're here because we don't know how long it's going to last, let's be honest. Football is so unpredictable, especially in this current climate, the way things are. And the fact that we're winning games, um, we're top of the league, um, we're more than halfway through the season. I mean, we've got to try and enjoy this as much as we can. Yeah, there's going to be bumps along the way. I think we knew that. Um, and the main thing is to bounce back as soon as possible. And, and we will talk about that a bit later. We managed to do that finally in the end um, uh, on Saturday. So um, I think the, the place we need to start is rewinding sort of, what, five, six days to last midweek, the first against second in the table, what was billed as a title decided, although, as we mentioned last week on the show, nothing was going to be decided one way or the other. Um, but it was a big game. It was a good game of football. But unfortunately for us, it didn't quite go the way that we hoped. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was it was a bit of a, a mixed performance from Arsenal. Actually, we we played pretty well in the first half, deservedly were level at half time, and then in the second half, I thought Man City got on top. We made some silly mistakes that we kept making, trying to play out from the back. We played into their hands a little bit, and in the end, I think in the second half the better team in the second half won that game. Whether they were the better team for 90 minutes is debatable. And it almost showed me at the time that when it comes down to the crunch, we've still got a little bit to learn. And we're very inexperienced as a squad. And maybe we haven't got the depth in the squad either. And we're not quite there yet, are we? That's what that game showed me. That as much as you know, we're having a great season, we're enjoying it, and we're in a great position. But when it comes down to it, we're still a little bit off where we all want us to be still. And that's not to say we can't get there. Is that what you felt about that game? Because we played well at times in the game. We had some good spells. We played some good football. We caused them some problems. But ultimately, when it mattered in that second half of the game, in the last 15, 20 minutes, that's when games are won and lost against the big teams. And Man City had that extra know-how and experience and quality maybe to win the game, didn't they? Yeah, I, I was... Um, I think for me... I was kind of going into this game a little bit 
how can I say negative because of the bad decision we got against Brentford? Yeah, I I think we lost fair and square to Everton, but the Brentford game I just felt utterly. I know we 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 didn't play to our strengths that we had been seeing, of which you know the previous first half of the season, um, and some might say, well, probably a draw against Brentford was the best result. But at the end of the day, that that the fact that they came out and admitted that was a mistake. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I normally can get over it, Rich. That was the first couple of days of any loss or drop points where you think you shouldn't have done. It's hard, but then you kind of just look forward to the next game and just hope that you can respond. But I just couldn't see, I couldn't shake it. It's the first time I've ever felt like this, mainly because we've been doing so well. And I'm thinking, are we capitulating everything we've worked for, for what, 19 games? All of a sudden, within the space of a few days, we're just going to lose, completely be derailed. And and then all of a sudden, the work we could probably face in the worst team next to try and get ourselves back again is arguably one of the best teams in the world. So it's like, oh. So I was kind of, went into it kind of half-hearted. And because of that, actually, it was the first, first time, Rich, I didn't have any nerves at all in the game. I was, it was almost like I was numb to it. I don't know why, but I just was. And I'm just explaining how mm. I was feeling. I just was watching it. They scored and I'm like, yeah, all right. And then we scored and I was kind of a little bit of celebration, but it wasn't over you know, like I normally go, mental. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I thought for the first half, I mean, it's difficult to remember much of the game now because of the euphoria of the one that's come after. That's <laughs> yeah, really know, yeah. my mind. So, so uh, yeah. admittedly, I wasn't sure. I didn't know you were going to talk about this game, so I'm going to be a bit vague on it. But I do remember the first half. I think, to be honest, we probably had the better chances. Um, yeah, it's, it's about, And you know what? When you play a team like Man City, it's about taking those advantages. They're going to be far and you know few between. They're going to be fleeting and you need to capitulate. And oh, Sorry, not capitulate. You need to capitalise on those and not capitulate. Mm. Um, and I feel, I'm really sorry to say this, I think, um, and I don't like singling out players, but I think Eddie has been great. I mean, it could have been a lot worse losing Jesus. To be honest, we're still top as it transpires. Mm. We're still top two points clear with the game in hand. So we haven't done bad after losing Jesus. But I just feel that he had a had a good a little bit of a good spell, and he was banging in some goals here and then. And his hold up players improved from what we've seen in previous seasons. His movements a bit better, but I still think he's a striker, and he's a finisher, and he's a poacher, and you've got to be putting the ball in the net. That is your job, and he just seems to have, he, he's not doing it. Uh, you know, he's had what maybe five, six, seven chances in the last few games. He could have got at least one or two of those, mm. and I think that's where. Titles are won by scoring goals, Rich. Yeah, we're not going to win a title by drawing, so we need a goal scorer. And I'm really mm. sorry to say at the moment. And again, I don't like talking about players in this way, but I'm actually looking forward to Jesus to come back. And I'm not saying Jesus was scoring <laughs> goals, but, but he wasn't scoring goals. But at least he was offering something a lot more, you know, around that area and helping maybe others convert, like these yeah. Sackers as well and the Odegaards yeah. of this world and whoever else it might have been. But in Martinelli, um, but I just feel that Eddie's, yeah, he's dried up a little bit on that area, whether it's a confidence thing. And it'll be interesting to see now what he does going into the next game. I still think he'll stick with him, but who mm. knows? But yeah, I think we gave a fair share in the first half. Then second half, yeah, I mean, that they, they're, I suppose their experience, their superiority, super, I can't say that word, superiority, super, superiority, superiority. I can't say it. that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I've, I've not been drinking. I promise. I'm drinking water. Um, so um, it kind of told. It showed their class, I suppose. Um, and yeah. yes, we while we're not 
the finished article by a long stretch. I think we've made a massive improvement, though, Rich. Now, before, if you think about mm. the, F, the FA Cup game as well, a few games before and this one, if this had been us, what, two, three seasons ago, maybe as early as last season, Man City could have bulldozed us. But I think we held our own for quite a while. Um, and mm. we kind of exchanged punches quite well as well. So I think in that respect, there's a progress has been made. But we're still not quite there yet. And I don't know whether that's to do with um, a little bit of experience, a little bit of um, nervousness. Because I don't think this is complacency. You can't say this game is complacency. I think maybe it was nerves. Or it could have even been the fact that we were under pressure because we'd come back off the top, you know, from one point from six. And this, you know, this was another game we needed to get something out of. And maybe the pressure just got to us in the end. But, yeah, I hope we can uh, do better when we play them at the Etihad. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I do agree with pretty much most of what you said there. The only thing I would say is, um, when we played Manchester City at the Emirates last season, we played better against them last season than we did this last week, I thought. You know, we lost that game last season 2-1 due to, as we know, some rather strange refereeing decisions in the second True. half. And that True. first half performance that we put in last season was was fantastic. And we never reached those heights against them this time. I thought we played well in the first half. And we, had, like you said, we had the better chances. And I totally agree with you about Eddie and Ketia. Eddie, and, if we had previously, um, under Mikel Arteta, we had, we had a striker who... Um, had a bit of a personality, maybe had a few issues off the pitch that wasn't quite the right character for what we needed. But on the pitch, even when he wasn't really playing well, he was still scoring goals. You know, he got 15 goals in that poor season that he had. Um, when, when we sold him, he had seven goals in that season before Christmas. And Eddie, Eddie and Ketia, if, if this was Aubameyang, there would be criticism, stick and everything for the performances he's putting in, the chances he's missing. Right, and because it's Eddie and Ketchum, because he, he's come through our academy, because everybody loves him, and that's fair enough. He's not getting the same um, criticism that other players would be getting for putting in the same performance levels as what he's doing, missing those big chances, which you can't afford to keep doing. Yes, everyone's going to miss a chance here and there. You know, Harlan misses a few chances. We saw he missed a big one against Nottingham Forest, didn't he? The, the best players in the world miss chances, and we're not going to criticise Eddie for missing one chance or two chances. But as you said, in the last few games, he's had six, seven, eight. And they're not just half chances. Those headed opportunities that he had, very, very poor. Against Aston Villa, he had two big chances. He has to put at least one of them away. He should have scored four or five goals in the last few games with the chances he's had. He hasn't scored any. And I think that just proves he isn't at the level. I've said this before. When we were challenging to try to get in the top four, we're we're a top six team at the time, trying to battle to get in the top four. Eddie's probably okay as your backup striker in no circumstances. He can come in, score a few goals, do a job. When you're trying to challenge for league titles, when you're trying to play or be playing in the Champions League next season, hopefully, he's not good enough for that level. The the level that we are now at has overtaken the the standard that he that he can produce. And I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's a, he's a good player, but he's not good enough for what we need for where we're going. And unfortunately, when, when the team progresses, a club progresses, some players get left behind. And Eddie, unfortunately, is going to be one of those players. He's not 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. He's, 20, he's what, 24 or something, 23, 24, isn't he? He's had a lot of experience. He's in, been in and around our first team squad for quite a long time. He's played a lot of games. And... If he was if he was going to be able to reach that level, he would be reaching that level. He would have shown it already, wouldn't he? And he's not. And he's never going to now, I don't believe. And I think that, you know, offering him that contract last summer was a 
big mistake in terms of the money we've been paying him this season. Yes, it might mean we can get a bigger transfer fee for him if we do decide to let him go. But what we've paid out in the meantime over this this season, as, as it worked out to be a good decision by the club, I don't believe it has been. That money should have been invested in a proper striker who could take us to that level. You know, Jesus is fantastic, but he's not enough on his own. And he's not been playing and you can see the difference. And yes, we may well have got the same results with Jesus in the team. I'm not saying we would have necessarily won all those games with Jesus playing. We may have got the same results, but that's not really the issue, is it? The issue is looking at Eddie as a player, looking at what we need, where we are, where we want to go. He's not quite good enough. And I feel a little bit sorry for him because you can see, I've noticed certainly in the Aston Villa game more so, you can see his confidence has gone. You can see it, his, his head's down and he, he's missing a few chances that he knows maybe six weeks ago he may well have scored, you know, mm. because he was sticking the ball in the net a bit more regularly then, wasn't he? And for whatever reason, but, you know, maybe he'll get a goal maybe this weekend and that will set him off on a run again, I don't know. But we, I've seen enough of Eddie to know that if, and I said this at the start of the season, if we have to rely on him to play 10, 15 games, it's not. He's not good enough for that. He's all right to come in the odd game here and there, three or four games. Yeah, fine, brilliant. You come in and do a job, maybe get a goal or two, fantastic. But long term, he isn't good enough for where we want to go, unfortunately. And that's an issue that we've got. And it's an issue that unless we solve in the in the summer, we could have done a bit more maybe in the last transfer window to, to address that, but we didn't. If we don't do something about that in the summer, then it's going to be a problem again next season. We can't just have Jesus as our only real top quality striker we can't it's not enough if we want to you know the Champions League next season absolutely no chances yeah, no, we, we need to address it I mean I don't know whether they're going to yeah. consider uh, recalling uh, Balogun uh, because he's, he's doing well even even is he it's a different I, league I oh, know it's a different we, league completely. we don't know whether, I mean if you stuck Eddie and Ketcher in that French team that he's playing for Eddie and Ketcher might have banged in 14, Possibly. 15, 16 we don't know do we yes Let's give Balogun an opportunity because he's not had much of it. He but had a few the games here and there when he the wasn't answer. ready. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think what we need is if we are going to be challenging or want to be challenging on a regular, consistent basis, we need better quality strikers at the club. We do. You know, Balogun and Eddie and Ketia um, aren't, I don't think at this moment in time, are the answer. Um, we need better than that if just we're going to. You know. Just a quick point on the uh, the thing about Jesus. You're saying that even if he was fit and not necessarily would have won the games or run. I think the only thing is that that he could have done maybe a little bit more than Eddie though, in the games like the the Everton and Brentford game springs to mind mm. more so than anything else. Mm. He's probably found a way to because it, he's got a way of really frustrating defenders in the way he runs around mm. the way he is. Yeah, and I've just got a feeling we may have had. I'm not saying that we would have scored the goals, but I think we may have had more opportunities to unlock the defence. With Jesus yeah, present, yeah. you see, Eddie yeah. doesn't quite have that which Jesus does. So it's all ifs and buts now. It's all you know. In the day, it is what it is. But you know, it, I think you're right. I think in the summer we have to. For me, I know I'm digressing from the chat a bit here, but I think, and I don't even talk about transfers, so this is funny. But I think we do need to get someone in the central midfield. I still think we need, with irrespective of whether Party has a run of three years now of being fully fit, still need someone in that middle because we haven't got the necessary. Uh, personnel there that I think, to, as you said, potentially challenging or you know playing on two f- big fronts, i.e. the Premiership and the Champions League, and we definitely need a striker. We hundred percent need a striker, and actually someone on the right wing as well because Saka's just constantly doing it. Keep, keep relying on him. We can't rely on him for the next three years or three seasons, Richard. We're going to need someone there as well. So there are places to fill for sure. Yeah, 
Oh, exactly. And I, and I think we, we've we've seen that certainly in the last few games. We've seen that the squad isn't quite hasn't quite got the depth. The fact that Mikel Arteta picks the same starting eleven every single game, unless there's an injury, he very rarely changes anything because I think he he knows that the players, the backup players in the squad, aren't at the level that we need, and that's a big issue. And it, it's something we've got to address. We spent a lot of money to get this first eleven or twelve, thirteen players together. We spent a lot of money to do that. And it's great. And now what we've got to do is we've got to go to the next stage is to get the squad padded out with players of equal quality. So we can, if somebody's injured, or we can rotate and we're not weakening the team too much. And that's what Man City have got the luxury of doing. They can rotate their squad. And is their team that much weaker? Not usually. It's not, is it? So, and if we want to compete with teams like Man City and next season in the Champions League, we need to be in a position where we've at least got a lot more better quality options and those three positions in particular that you mentioned you were central midfield although not quite as much of a priority now with Jorginho we will talk about obviously a little bit later um obviously um the, the right wing situation without Saka who else is there nobody so that's a big problem um and of course the center forward yeah those three positions are glaringly obvious that we've got to strengthen with better quality definitely and if we don't do that then are we going to be able to maintain the sort of season that we've had this season in the future? Because that's it's, it's all very well. I mean, this season's great. And if it ends up being, you know, if we end up with some big trophy or a big trophy or two at the end, it's going to be fantastic. But the, the key is to sustain that, isn't it? You know, being a one-off, a one-season champion, if you like, like we, we sang to Leicester, it is, is great. For, for that little time. But for a couple of Arsenal, we've got to maintain a challenge. We we? We've, got we to, we've got to keep doing it. And to do that, we're going to have to improve the squad. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Man City game was frustrating for that very reason, that you could see that we are not quite at their level. And yes, of course, so far over, what, 22 games we played, isn't it? 22 games I think we played. Um, or 20, 23 even, perhaps it is, isn't it? it might well oh, be no, you're, 20, you're right. It is, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah yeah, so after 23 games, we've proved to be better than Manchester City because we've got more points than them. Yeah. So in an individual one-off game, we're not. I don't think there's no doubt about that. We haven't beaten Man City in the Premier League for years, six, seven years. And this game last week kind of showed that we're still, when it comes down to a 90-minute game against them, they're better than us. But over the course of a season, maybe this season may be different. They have been better than us previous seasons, obviously quite, quite a way, but this season, maybe not. We'll see. There's still a long way to go, but yeah. that's something that for me, that was quite, it was quite good to kind of get that confirmation because hopefully everybody at the club now realizes what we need to do. If we are going to get to that level on a consistent basis for year after year, for the next three or four years, we've got the basis. We've got a young squad. We've got young players that are going to grow and develop. We need to boost to that. Um, right. that's what in general don't we so that we can push on and then we could dominate we could be in a vision to dominate for four or five six seven Absolutely. years could we? With, with this group of players but not if we just keep this same 11 yeah no no, no. I, that I agree with 100 yeah it's not going to work so yeah so this is this is you know and that's what that man city game brought home to me I and mean, i wasn't disappointed particularly at the end yes it would have been nice to have got a result and, and really won that game and that have been a fantastic message oh. but you know, we didn't. They won the game. And I thought, well, OK, fair enough. You know, we can see that they have got a better squad than we have. And on the on the day, maybe Pep was tactically slightly better. He changed things when he needed to. The first half wasn't great. He admitted it himself. He made changes. He adjusted the shape of the team. Um, you know, swapped a few positionally. The players around, we couldn't really deal with that particularly well. 
Um, and I think almost like I, I got the feeling at half time that Pep knew Arteta wouldn't change anything because he mm. knows Arteta so well. So he thought, right, I've made it. I've thrown a spanner in the works with re formation in the first half, playing three at the back and all that kind of stuff. It didn't really work. So I'm going to change it now. And Arteta won't react to that because he never does. And he didn't. And he was well, dead right. And he didn't react to it. And Arteta kept it the same. And Pep showed again that tactically he's a level above Arteta and he's got a level above squad as well. And those two things combined resulted in Man City winning that game. But, you know, the weekend comes around and they drop points away at a team you'd expect crazy, to beat. Who knows what football can do? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but in that, that one-off game, I wasn't surprised. I was hoping to be surprised by the fact that we would have beaten them because I would have been surprised if we'd beat them. I think we all said last week we were... None of us predicted a win, I don't think, did we last for the Man City game. I think we may be looking at a draw, possibly. So, you know, and I don't know. It would have been a nice surprise if we'd, if we'd managed to win the game. But I wasn't, I wasn't too disappointed, really. It just brought home to me exactly where we are as a squad at this moment in time and where we need to improve. And that could be a good thing if, if that is what we do. If we, if maybe... we learn from it, yes, it's a good thing. Exactly, yeah. And that's what, for me, I, I don't look on, I don't look on, Losses as defeats. So I look on them as lessons, and, yeah. and that's that's not not just in football, in life in general. In Things life. that don't go well, you've got to learn from them. And if you learn from Correct. them, it's fine. It doesn't matter if you make mistakes. If you learn from those mistakes and you grow, then that's fine. Make mistakes, but learn from. If if you don't learn from them, then that's the problem, and that's where it becomes an issue. And it's the same with football, isn't it? And if we learn from those things and we can build and grow on the back of that, I'll be quite pleased that Man City beat us. You know, they if can he... win. They can win. They can win the battle if we win the war long term, and that's, that's fine. It. If you ask any, if you ask any individual of a success story, or whether it be as an individual or a collective, they'll be hmm. the first to say that we went through a lot of failures first to get there. Because yeah, the, of course, it's true. It's true. Because yeah. if you just if you don't know about failure, you're not going to improve. It's as simple as exactly. that. Exactly. Well, and that's, that's exactly true. And you know, although Chumbawamba were crap, they did make a good line in that song. I'll get knocked down. I'll, I'll get up again. And that's what that's what it's about, isn't it? You're always gonna you're always gonna suffer setbacks. It's how you react to them and how Respond. you deal with them and, that, and it, this is this is why you know my issue with junior football is the focus is on junior teams winning and winning and winning no junior teams need to lose because that's how kids learn how to deal with you know bad things happen you've got to learn how to deal with that it's no good to shielding everybody from bad things you've got to face bad things and deal with them and then you get stronger and grow and that's what it's all about and in football in particular okay. even more so in sport it's even more more important and that's what you know so i don't necessarily mind defeats too much if we can get some positives on the back of it. If we don't, if we don't learn anything from it and we're in the same position next year, then to me, that would have been a total waste of time. And then that is a defeat then completely. But at the moment, it's just one loss. And let's hope that we, we can learn from well, that and it's going to help us. Hopefully, it will mirror uh, what happened earlier in the season. We lost to Manchester Club and then went on a good run. So hopefully. Well, we happen. did. We did. And, right. you know, we do seem to be, we have been certainly the last maybe two years, We've been a streak team, haven't we? We'll win or go unbeaten for a lot of games. Then we'll lose two or three in a row. Then we'll have another unbeaten run. Then we'll lose two or three in a row. We seem to be a team that does that quite a lot. And that seems to be this season. You know, we went on that great run and now we lost the game. And then suddenly we found it difficult to win again for a few games. And now we've won again. Hopefully that will happen again. So we, we do seem to do that for some reason. But but anyway, I, I suppose all teams do to a certain degree. It's, it's closing that, making sure that that run of bad games gets less and less each time. <laughs> so instead of it being four or five bad games, bad results, you only get two or three. And then that's, that's well, how you I think, I think the, the, other, the other thing is that the, the distinction here is we, when we play teams which want to play and come out to play, we're better. 
we 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 find that more comfortable than teams that just close up and shut up shop. Um, yeah, and, you know, but, yeah, you know, we do. Yeah. To be, having said that, when I, and I keep looking back at the Everton game, I don't know why I'm getting giving Sean Dyche any kudos. But to be fair, he did play. He did got the got the players to play some good football as well. I I think we were well and truly beaten yeah. in that game. There's oh, we were. We could, we oh yeah, we were. We there's were. no complaints. We can't say that. No. And that, no, one, I don't and that one I found easier to take on the chin than the I mean, Brentford one. I don't. The Brentford one really annoyed me. I don't know why. Maybe because we were, you know, it's, it, it just felt that we were robbed. I know. I know decisions go both ways. Sometimes, sometimes we'll get the rub of the green and all of that. But that one to come out and admit it and say, "Yes, I spent ages looking at it and I couldn't see anything other than uh, offside." But I forgot to draw the lines. I just found that bizarre. It. No, I mean it, it was it, it was it was very very strange, and you know, I, I don't, I still will refuse to believe that the game would have finished one nil if they disallowed that goal because there was still fifteen minutes to play. Brentford oh, no, would have set up completely differently, wouldn't they? They wouldn't have sat back like they did, having got it to one one. They would have tried to get the equaliser. Mm-hmm. They may well have got one. They may not. We may have got a second goal on a counter attack later in that so. game. It's impossible to say. The, the result's what it is, and that's what that's the only thing that matters. We didn't play well enough in that game to have won. You know, anyway, a draw was probably the right result over the yeah. ninety minutes, regardless, wasn't it? Was the most we should have. No, I said that, that game. at the start. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah, say that. Brentford but... played well and they deserve something. So I, I'm not. Mm. I took that result for what it was it was a draw and yes they made a mistake that they shouldn't have made the guy's lost his job over it you know fair enough you could say I, I don't like to see people lose their jobs over one mistake not that it's just one mistake I suppose well he made the same mistake against us Manchester United as well it's a high profile job isn't it it's high profile business and you can't afford to make too many of those mistakes I understand yeah. that but you know he's lost his job over it it's over and, for me it's over and done with the game's mm. finished it was a draw fair enough we didn't deserve any more than that we move on and that's it but yeah, the, the performance levels in those two games wasn't very good. And Man City game was slightly better, certainly in the first half. It was a lot better. Second half, maybe not quite so much. We made too many individual mistakes in the second half, didn't we? It cost us. We could have conceded a couple more goals, actually, in the yeah. end. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's Man City. We can maybe take that on the chin and say, you know, <laughs> as long as it isn't, doesn't keep repeating itself, those type of performances Correct. and those type of mistakes. That's the main thing. Um, so after that, you know, all, all we could really do was look ahead and focus on the game on Saturday. And what a strange 90 minutes of football and exciting oh and dramatic 90 minutes of football that turned out to be. I mean, I do want to talk about, obviously, the guy in the picture there, Jorginho. Um, a few people maybe wasn't overly impressed when we signed no. him. I personally thought he was a good, intelligent buyer because the sort of experience that he's got, what he's won in the game, and I thought that he was a good signing in terms of the impact that he could have on the younger players as well, his experience, his quality. Correct. And since he's joined, since he's played, it's shone through in every game that he's played. And I fought against Aston Villa once again, even before his rather fortunate goal at the end, which hasn't even been given to him now, but even before that moment, he was our best player in that game up until that point anyway. He just he dictated the game in midfield. His passing was incredible. Some of those balls he was playing, it was like, <laughs> wow. you know. And I just thought he... And this is an accumulation of performance over the last three or four games when he's played. Yes, people say, oh, well, you know, we, we lost the game. He's come in and suddenly the, the, the results have gone. And you could look at it like that. But I was looking at his performances. You know, Thomas Partey is a big miss for any anybody who oh, missed God, Thomas yeah. Partey. He's been fantastic. But for have, have someone like Jorginho to come in with his experience and his quality, it's, it's almost made that loss not 
anywhere near as bad as we feared it could be. And he's shown, he's shown in the last two or three games in particular, his real quality. I've been so impressed with him. And that performance against Aston Villa, for me, regardless of that goal at the end, was just fantastic. For me, he was, he was a man in a match by a mile in that game. I just thought he was brilliant. And I just loved watching his performance. The way he was protecting the defence when he could, he was on the ball, it's, it's intelligence with the ball. He doesn't try anything clever or flash. He'll either play a simple ball to keep possession, or if he can see a gap, he can put a ball through a gap for somebody. And he did that time after time after time. And I'm like, what an incredible footballer. I mean, I know, to be fair, we were very, very lucky to win that game. Let's be honest. You know, a shot, they hit the bar five minutes later, it's rebounded out. We hit the bar, it hits the goalie and goes in. We wouldn't have got the fourth goal without the third goal. So we were fortunate to win that game. We didn't play very well in the first half at all. But when, you, when you're after big trophies, you've got to win when you don't always play well enough to deserve to win. And we managed to find a way, fortunate as it was. But it was a very strange game, wasn't it? Because Villa will feel they deserve something out of that game. And you almost, as a neutral, you probably felt that Villa did deserve something from that game. But I thought the second half, we showed a lot of character, actually. To get it back to 2-2, we played a lot better second half. We were the team looking to get on the front foot. And I thought the first half was poor. Um, but you want a response. We were 2-1 down. We got the response. I mean, what did you make of it overall? Because there was so much well, that happened in that game. Oh, we could crazy. talk about it for two hours because yeah, it was just, easily. it was incredible, wasn't it? Well, we could talk about it for the whole 90 minutes, couldn't we, for game duration? I've got to just mention your live stream, though. That was hilarious. uh, I I shouldn't laugh because it wasn't funny, but it was funny when I watched it back. And uh, I think, um, were we two all? We got to two all because I I wanted to see your reactions of the goals. So I was like kind of forwarding it to those points. And uh, and then uh, I think uh, Eddie Enkatea was, he was going to have a chance and your stream stopped. (laughs) And you said, you go, oh, and then he's on the ball. Is he going to get the winner? And then all of a sudden, oh, no, I don't know, because the stream stopped. Then he goes, he probably won't anyway. And then the stream started again and he missed it. And he goes, well, there's no surprise there, really. It's just... Yeah. Oh, it, it, it frustrated me by that point. <laughs> I, too I could much. see it. I could see it. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it would have been scored actually because it would have been quite funny, but he didn't. Obviously. <laughs> but the game, oh wow! I mean, from from a neutral perspective, what a game! I think probably one of the games of the season, Rich. It was just yeah, end to end. It was, yeah. it was fantastic from start to finish. I mean, let's. I mean, you say we're lucky to win, but if you look at the quality of all the goals, even even the last one, in the sense that. The Vieira had the vision to pass that, make that pass to. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a, well, a lot. Yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of players would have just tried to maybe gone and you know kick it from there. And a shot. Well, and yeah, a shot themselves. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And all the goals, you know, including Villa's goals, they were all good goals. And um, so yeah. from that point of view, really exciting for the neutral to watch an end-to-end game of football, and then of mm. course the drama at the end as well. Um, I agree. I think the first half we were still probably hung over from the one point in nine. Um, and I thought, oh God, when we went on one nil down, I'm thinking, no, no, please, this cannot be happening to us. And I just started seeing one point out of twelve, one point. That's all I kept seeing. I'm thinking, no, we can't. But to be yeah. fair, we had to end up relying on one of the players that we've relied on for what, the last two years, three years, which is Saka. Which, in a way, is great, but also at the same time, not so good because we can't keep relying Worrying. on one. And yeah. he, he's always, you know, he he always when we need him, when we need a player. He does seem to step up, step up and do what he needs to do, and he's there. Great shot uh, for the goal as well. Oh, brilliant! Absolutely. Yeah, bullet. Yeah. 
I mean, not, I don't think any girl people in the world would have saved that. That was that was just no. beautifully struck. But yeah. it's what what impresses me about the the lad, Rich, is he gets booted around constantly, constantly. He just seems to get up. How many times in that game? And this is the first game I've seen this season. There's been another where I just thought he's got to come off. He's got, and he just doesn't. And then nah. they heavily, and then they heavily strap him, and he actually even gets better in the second half. You're just thinking, what's he made out of? It's just so we're really yeah. lucky to have him, and that's why we were talking about that position because there's going to be a time where he's going to need to be either rested or he might have an injury. We're going to need mm. someone, and and you can imagine how do you replace someone like him? It will be even for a few games. It's, you're going to have to find something quite spectacular, aren't you? Because he's he does mm. the business, so. Saka for me stood out, but I think you're right. I th- I was impressed with uh, Jorginho. I, I was like, when we signed him, I thought everyone's having to go, but I thought we would have paid stupid money for these other players. They're not mm. really tried and tested. Okay, maybe with the exception of the uh, the chap from was it Brighton that we were going to going to buy? Yeah, well, even Casado has yeah. not got yeah. much experience. Yeah. In no, the exactly. League, and he's young. And he's young. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and 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 Arteta didn't make any qualms about the fact that this is just a short term solution it's not like for the long term and mm. if it was a short-term solution where he could bring in experience he's he's a winner in europe maybe not necessarily in the domestic competitions but he's a winner in europe and we've got the winners for the domestic competitions in jesus and sinchenko for the premiership at least so you've got a combination of all three now in the squad and i think that's only a good thing and mm. you know i think we we can wait till the summer to get those bigger maybe the bigger marquee for the future signings present and future, if you like, or the younger signings, then at the moment we need someone to help us go get through these last, you know, 17 or how many games that are left now, uh, 16 or so games, um, mm. and hopefully, hopefully, you know, end up in the, on the finishing line. But I think he's an astute, clever buy. And I think I love the, um, his, his on-the-ball player impresses me more at the moment. There was a couple of times where he for the goals, he may have been slightly out of position because I think he's, he likes to go forward and he likes to be on the ball rather than mm. the other yeah, way yeah. around. And I think, actually, the partnership between... And the, the other guys on the other pods have said the same thing. They said that the relationship maybe between him and Partey will be better than the one he has with Xhaka because Xhaka's also trying to... Because he's done that a lot this season, hasn't he? Xhaka's so many times he's been in the penalty box when we're, we're attacking. Yeah. So I think he, maybe he'll be better off-suited with someone like a Partey rather than the Xhaka. But I think he was great. I also was impressed with Odegaard, especially in the second half. I thought both of them were playing really well. But yeah, Jorginho has super impressed me. And I'm so glad he's with us. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing more. Because some of those passes, Rich, this is why I was a bit annoyed with Enkatir, because the, yeah. the end product fell to him to finish it off. And I'm thinking, no, you can't ruin such a great move like that. You know, it's just put it in the net. Or at least make the goalkeeper work. If nothing yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's, that, that's the yeah, most important yeah, yeah. thing, you know. Um, but I think it was a great test of character, Rich. We were down twice. We came back. This is in the back of one point in nine, remember. So we're really under pressure here. We, we mm. came back twice. And the other thing which I liked was even when we were level and we missed some blooming openers, even Odegaard was responsible for one open, literally an open goal. That was a sit of that, wasn't it? Oh, that was what we're thinking. But you know what? They didn't let their heads drop. They keep going, despite Villa also having a go at us. Yeah, they did. And you've got to mention um, Ramsdale's save because that kept us in it. That was a great save at the end. That was literally on a stroke of 90 minutes, I think. It was as late as that. Um, And that that kept us in the game and gave us the opportunity to to do what we did. Um, But 
yeah, I, it was a massive game, a ding dong game full of great goals. And I was, and I know, and I remember I was watching the stream, and you wasn't best pleased with um, Sinchenko, but I was happy he got his goal. At least he's got his broken his dark. He's got his goal. Yeah, it's a well taken I mean, goal. Well, I, I so. think his 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 overall attitude is great, and you know you yeah. can't knock that at all. No. He's a winner. He he lifts people around him, all that kind of stuff. I, I just, you know, and I'm not necessarily thinking it's his fault because I, I do feel as though Mikel Arteta, that's the role he's asked him to play. And maybe it's the role that he wanted someone who could play that role and he knew Zinchenko could play it and he, that's why he's brought him in. But to me, it's like he's far too often out of position defensively. And when we lose the ball, it causes us problems. It causes It's caused us problems every time he plays. It's been more noticeable in the last few games because it's cost us, costing us goals. And it cost us. It didn't cost us a goal necessarily against us. Well, the first goal, you could say he lost the ball. That wasn't being out of position. He was going forward as a left-back in the left-back position. Just got tackled, lost the ball, and they scored. I don't really necessarily... Yes, I was frustrated with him for that. But I just feel that too often... He's in midfield. So Xhaka is having to drop in to cover the left-back position, which is worked on. They work on it. So Xhaka does it. But it's like, why not just let Xhaka be in midfield and let Zinchenko be at left-back? I don't understand what was the point of doing that. What does it What does it benefit? If Zinchenko's better in midfield than Xhaka, then play Zinchenko in midfield and don't play Xhaka. If you're going to play Zinchenko in his position, yeah. Yeah, and play Tini, yeah. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. You don't put your left-back into midfield, so your midfielder has to cover the left-back. It makes no sense. I can't get my head around it. And every time I watch the game, it frustrates me to see Zinchenko there. It's like, yes, you can play there, mate. Yes, you are. You're a decent player. You can play midfield. But then that's not what you're in the team. Your, your starting position is at left back. We've got three in midfield already. And then when you're in midfield, we're short. And we, we've got short in that area. Then Martin is having to drop back in as well, fair, isn't he? Has, Martin, yeah, to be fair, know. a couple of games it has worked, Rich, where he's been, his heat map's been unbelievable. And, the most non-left back, left back you can ever, you can ever. So like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it's, it's unbelievable. Obviously, I do, I do understand your frustration. I, I completely get it because you're thinking, well, why are you? So it does work occasionally, but no, I do understand. And maybe, to be fair, I think when Tierney came on, he he shored that that, that space up in there a little bit for the cameo. That but you can on. see now, can't you? We can see quite clearly the difference. You know, Kieran Tierney, the reason why Kieran Tierney isn't playing is because he can't do that job that Zinchenko can do. He can't mm. play in that way. He's mm. a much better one-on-one -on -one defender. Yeah. He's a much better defender overall, actually. Um, and as a, as a fullback, an attacking fullback, he's better as well than Zinchenko because Zinchenko doesn't really get forward down the wing. He doesn't overlap, does he? He's not putting crosses in like Kieran Tierney does. Um, so what Kieran Tierney does as a left-back, for me, I like because I like left-backs to play like that, because that's what you want to see a left-back do. They're good defensively. He can get forward, put crosses in. That's what you want to see. With Zinchenko, when he plays left-back, he's very rarely defending at left-back, is he? Because often he's in midfield, doing stuff in midfield, which he's very good at. But it's not... You know, and why are we making it? Well, not necessarily making him. What, you know, he's having to do almost the work of two players, because that's he's getting into midfield. And his heat map sometimes is amazing. I, I agree. He's covering the ground. But in a different way, Kieran is up and down the wing looking for an overlap, whereas think, yeah, yeah, moving I, in I, field. Yeah, I, again, I, I, get, I completely agree. I think the only thing is maybe I'll to us. The, the only thing I'll say about Tierney, and you know, I love the guy. I mean, I, I was wanting, I wanted to be captain when he, after a short while. Mm. Because oh, I love yeah. his attitude. And the only thing that kind yeah. of stopped me from saying that for sure was because, unfortunately, he was getting injured. And I'm thinking, oh, no, we can't have a yeah. captain that's getting injured all the time. But, you know, I, I loved everything about him. But the only thing I found with Tierney for a while was 
and please don't take this the wrong way, Rich, but I just found he started becoming a little bit predictable. That exactly mm. what you were saying. Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah, he couldn't yeah. find that extra maybe third or fourth dimension in these games and maybe kind of baffle the defenders or baffle, baffle the opponents. And, you know, actually, I didn't expect him to do that. And he just he just seemed to be doing the one thing. I just, the, the only time that I really felt it worked, him being a proper, in that position, a true left-back, was when, this probably under Emery, actually, when Martinelli first came on and he was on, on the left-hand side. Striker, and those yeah. two were linking up like a dream. And I was thinking, my God, look at these two players. I thought, this is this is the future. I thought, this is amazing. And then, unfortunately, they both got injured, didn't they? And then it just kind of kind of fell yeah. apart. But, but no, I, I do hear you. I, 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 there's an argument for that. Um, but I can't, I just can't see Arteta dropping Zinchenko. Just can't see it. I, no, the, like, the same way, the way he, I think he's got some kind of, not love, love's probably the wrong word, but he does really like Eddie and Katir. And I'll be shocked if he drops him. I mean, I think he should, but I think he'll be shocked. Yeah. I mean, he almost uh, kind of said that, didn't he, in the press conference when he was sort of asked about it, sort of saying that he, he's got full trust in Eddie. And mm. yes, I mean, he's going to have to say that, isn't he? You can't come out and say, oh, I don't trust me players. No. So, you know, no. This, you know, it's almost pointless sometimes asking a manager things like that because they're not going to tell him, well, I'm going to leave him out of the team because he's not good enough. No way is he going to come, even if that's what he believes, he's not going to come out and say it publicly, is he? So, no. Um, but no, I do believe that Arteta does. What Arteta likes is he likes the attitude of a player as much as their ability on the pitch, doesn't he? And he picks players and he, he's bought players for their attitude as much as anything else. Yeah. And yeah, they've got to be able to fulfil a role in the team. Of course they have. But equally, their attitude is just as important to him. Mm. I think so. And I think yeah, Eddie's great. got the attitude that Arteta likes. And that's mm. why Eddie's playing. And that's why Bamiang didn't last very long. That's why Ozil didn't last very long. That's why other players haven't lasted very long. Because they don't have that same attitude that Arteta wants in his players. And I think that's why Martin Erdegaard's a captain. Not because he's a leader necessarily, but because he epitomises the attitude that Mikel Arteta wants on the rest of the team. And that's why he's made him captain. So you can quite clearly see that. And maybe Kieran Tierney doesn't quite fit either way at the minute. He doesn't quite fit tactically in how Arteta wants to play. And maybe his attitude is not quite the same. He didn't He didn't bring him in, did he? Arteta didn't buy Kieran Tierney. No. And I don't think he would have bought Kieran Tierney if we didn't already have him. I don't think he would have done. He's not mm. the sort of player that Arteta would point, buy. Yeah. And I think that's why now um, he's got the left-back or a hybrid role, whatever it is you want to call him, or what mm. Zinchenko is, that mm. Arteta has wanted. And now he doesn't he doesn't really want Kieran Tierney much in the team. He'll put him in the squad because he's you know he, he can do a job when he needs to. He'll bring him on in games when it's tight and he wants to shore the defensive side of the team up, doesn't he? Or he'll play him yeah. in the Europa League game when it doesn't matter. So you can quite clearly see this is what's happened. And you can see the evolution of that in the team over the last couple of years. You can see the players that maybe were more regular in the team before Mikel Arteta or in the early days of Mikel Arteta. And because their attitude hasn't been what he's needed, he slowly left them out of the team or shipped them out. Some are still out on loan now. Maitland-Niles being one example. Um, and there's a few others, isn't there? So, but yeah, that is, for me, it's a, it's a problem because Kieran Tierney is a very good player, I think. He's, he's a very good fullback, a very good left-back. And Arsenal have had a history over the years, haven't we, of very, very good left-backs. It's been part of our um, part Baker. of the DNA yeah. for like 50-odd yeah. years, hasn't it? You know, yeah. going back 
before the, the double in 71 or this kind of stuff. You know, and we've always had really, really good left backs. And Kieran Tinney is a really good left back. Is he quite in the same level as some of those great names from the past? We don't know, but mm. he's a very, very good left back. He just doesn't fit in this style of play that our town no. wants. I don't think. And, and it's a shame I for him. Think, and, and I, think I think he's going to end up leaving in the yeah, summer. Yeah, I do. I, that's it. That's it. That's why I'd say that. I, I think he's going to go in the summer. Because he, he wants to play. I mean, you could see it in the, um, in the in the, in the the fourth goal. And he kind of just walked. He wasn't... Everyone else was running to celebrate and be part of that melee, melee of absolute euphoria. Mm. And he was just like kind of strolling towards it. I don't think he was... It's just not connected, is he? It's just not connected. You can't blame him. Yeah. You know, no, he, of course he, not. He kept, at one point, like I said earlier, maybe there was even a chance of becoming captain. And now he's just a bit part player to come on as a cameo to shore up the defence maybe for a few minutes. And if he's lucky, he'll get a go at the Euro Europa Games, which is probably not what he wants. So I can see no. him going. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be surprised if he's still here next season, actually, really surprised. Yeah. And it'll be a shame because he is a good player and he's, he's done well for us when he's played. And it <clears> hasn't quite gone... But I say, you know, this this to me is one of the things about Mikel Arteta that I find difficult to really warm to is that he's far too set in, in what he wants. He won't bend at all for anybody or anything. And sometimes you could say that's a good quality to have. And in certain in certain aspects, it is. But sometimes when you're managing people, you've got to sometimes be a little bit more flexible, haven't you? Not everybody's going to, not everybody's the same. Not everybody's going to fit exactly what you want, but you've got to get the little bit out of them that you can and channel that in the right direction. And clearly he's not doing that with Kieran Tierney. You, you made that good point about that fourth goal. You could, and a player that's connected in that team, regardless of whether they're playing or not, would be running and celebrating, even if they was a substitute and not sitting on the bench. And some of the players on the bench, I mean, I know it's just like a different situation, but when we scored the third goal, Martin Erdegaard had gone off by that point. And yet he was there celebrating with the, with the <laughs> team on the, other, on the other side of the pitch. He and ran Jack all the way across. The, and Jacket did the same. For the fourth. Oh, he's actually gone off as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah of course he has. He's still had his yeah. kit on. He's still had his yeah. kit on. So you thought, yeah. hang on a minute, we've got a 12 player. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, but obviously they're playing every week. So, of course, they're yeah, going to be true. committed yeah, to the calls. But even so, you, you saw the reaction of some of the other substitutes when the goals went in yeah. that Turner, for example, one or two others on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see the difference in that with Quarantini. And obviously, he. He clearly wants out of the club, and I I, I'll so. say I, I think it's sad. I think in the summer, it's very sad. It, it, it is it is sad. It's sad to see you probably end up like somewhere like Newcastle or somewhere like that. I would Newcastle. imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably where it'll end up, and it'll be a shame. But mm. you know, that that was one of the kind of downsides of of that game really on Saturday. Seeing seeing that really in a player, and not not just on Saturday, but in general, seeing the way his career's gone going backwards at the club. Through technically, I, I I don't think it's any fault of his own. It's not like he's performed badly. You, you know, you've got to look at it. And we talk, we spoke about Eddie and Ketchy just before. And it's like Kieran Tierney's level of performance has never dropped, really. He's got a few injuries, but his level of performance never dropped. And yet he's suddenly gone down in the pecking order. And yet other players whose levels of performance have dropped get picked in the team every week. And I don't, I can't get my head around that either. I know they're different positions and there's different players that can replace them. Maybe we don't have the same options with Eddie, but even so, I don't know, I find it strange how, I don't know, some, sometimes I, I think about it too much. I just can't get my head around some of the things that's happening. <laughs> I'm like, that makes no sense to me. That just makes no sense. Kieran Tierney, has, his, his level of performance deserves a place in that starting 11 ahead of one or two players that are getting picked every week that maybe don't deserve that because their level of performance isn't, isn't the same. And Tommy Asu comes in for one game, makes one mistake and he's out again. 
Yeah, that that surprised me actually about the starting lineup. I think I said it on one of the other pods. I thought there wasn't. The only one surprised about that, that much of it, but I was surprised at that. I thought, yeah, it's killed his much. career, isn't it? For me, yeah. it, it could kill his career at Arsenal in the same way that it's done with Kieran Tierney. He didn't get left out because he's made mistakes, but one mistake he made, yes, it was a horrendous mistake and it cost us a goal, but. You can't kill a player like that. He didn't play badly after. No, he didn't play badly. Thing, did he? No, and he no. didn't deserve to get left out of the team like that. For that, if, no. I mean, that may not have been the reason. It just seems strange that he yeah, made that big mistake. It could be. It could be purely tactical, but I, I don't see why. I mean, Tommy. Tommy does a good job for me when he plays. Um, yeah, he made that mistake for, to let you know De Bruyne score that goal. But that you're right. Apart from that, there wasn't that much. He didn't do much wrong no, for me. I thought he did okay. I thought and he had I, a fairly steady game. And if he has a run of two or three games, he's going to be the same level that he was when he first came on. Do you remember? He literally got off and the plane, started yeah. straight away, and he was a revelation. We were like thinking, oh, my God, this guy's incredible. But again, um, though, Neil, do you, do you not think it could be a little bit that Tommy Asu is the right-back version of Kieran Tierney in the way he plays? He's a good one-on-one -on -one defender. He likes to overlap. Um, and very similar to Kieran Tierney. They're a different type of player, but as a fullback, they're quite similar in style, aren't they? Whereas when Ben White, because Ben White obviously has played as a centre-back, he's played as a defensive midfield player as well, hasn't he? When he was on yeah. loan at Leeds and stuff like yes. that. And maybe a bit like Zinchenko at left-back, maybe he wants his fullbacks to be more flexible like that tactically. Dynamic and, and maybe, drifting in. And, yeah. and maybe Ben White is a bit more able to do that than Tommy Asu is. And maybe that's why Ben White's played right back most of the season and Tommy Asu, even when he's been fit, has been on the bench with Kieran Tierney too. I mean, that, they were two of our best players last season, weren't they? Tierney and and, Zinching, and, um, and sorry, and Tommy, Tommy Asu. Asu. And yes. Now they're left out of the team completely. Do you know what? And he's gone with Ben White. Who would have thought Ben White would play right back pretty much all season? Who would have thought that? Nobody. He was bought in as a centre, wasn't he? So Yeah. As it a centre back, crazy. and he played centre back last season. Most of last season was centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I know Saliba's I mean, coming, but I, I don't know. It's I, 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 you know, I think you know the Tierney one. I've kind of resigned myself to that. We're most likely going to lose. Yeah, him. yeah. But yeah. I think if we, if the same thing kind of happens to Tommy, so that's going to really hurt. Because I really like Tommy Asu big time. I do, I do. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, at the moment we're quite strong defensively because we've got options. But if we were to lose Tierney and Tommy Asu, then we're going to have to be looking at that. Those positions as well again. It's like, hang on a minute. And then, of course, we've got this other guy, haven't we? Kiwi or uh, to come in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know uh, how that's going to work, but um, I can't see holding, holding having much life left because if Kiwi or's there, you know, where does that leave holding? Yeah. He's like four fifth place down, isn't he now? So. I don't know. Well, he, I don't... he still he still comes on when we're when we're one goal up. We're in the last minute. Oh, he doesn't do that. I, <laughs> I know your thoughts to him. He doesn't do that bad. <laughs> no, I mean that, that's what he does. That's his role, isn't it? If we're winning by one goal with a minute to go, you know he's going to come on and he's going to head two or three balls away and boot one into the crowd. And you know that's what he's going to do. And that's fine because like that's what he's that. going to do. I like I like when he boots in the crowd. It reminds me of the old days with Adams and Keogh. Yeah, no, no, do it that. does. I've got no problem with it. I don't want Rob Holding to be playing for 20 minutes or half an hour because he's more likely to do something stupid. But for two minutes at the end, I'm fine with him, you know, because none of that's going to work. But he yeah, doesn't you're right. moan. What happens with, he doesn't what happens moan. With this? No, he doesn't moan. He gets on with it. He's a nice guy. He came through yeah. well in a documentary, didn't he? You know, he's yeah. got nice hair now and everything else. So he's, he's fine with Rob Holding. We love him. But he's just, again, a bit like Eddie. He's not quite good enough, is he, for where we are oh, now as a club. Oh, but you, you start, where does that leave that kill you? Because he's not even played yet. He's been on a bench a couple of times. 
He's not even come on. And yes, maybe the games have been too high pressure to throw a young player in that hasn't played in the Premier League. And you can maybe understand reasons why, perhaps. But we'll see what happens with him. But he looks like, because he's a left-footed centre-back, he's more cover for Gabriel, isn't he? Gabriel. So we've got an option there. We've got option to replace Saliba as a right-footed centre-back. Obviously, Ben White can drop in there. Rob Holding right. still plays at the club. So, you know, we've maybe got more options there. But yeah, the fullbacks is a strange one for me. I'll never quite get me head around that, I don't think. But it'd be interesting know, to see if he does that uh, shuffle for the Europa. It depends who we get, uh, with all due respect to who, with who we get. But it depends on the draw, and I think that's on Friday, isn't it? And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he might chance the new boy there. Well, maybe along with Saliba. So Saliba's the experienced one, and he's there. And, then maybe, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe he'll play Tomiyasu instead of Ben White for that. So there's chances Tierney may have get a shout. But I, I, this is the thing, though. I don't think Tierney's going to stand for just wanting to play in the Europa. I, I can't see that with him. I think he's no. good enough to go walk into another, you know, Prem or a high-ranking yeah. team yeah. and no, literally be a starting player. So... Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I suppose it's like anything, though, isn't it? You know, some players sometimes have to think that, you know, do I want to be a, a squad player for a successful team and win some trophies? Or do I want to go somewhere else, play every week, but maybe not win as many trophies or have the opportunity to win as many trophies? It's sometimes a player's got to weigh that up as well. Plus, we have a contract that one makes a difference as well, let's be honest. No. What, what they're getting paid at the end of the week is it sometimes talks a lot, doesn't it, as well, of where they want to go and where they want to be. But but no, I think with Kieran Tierney, he wants to play. And I, I agree. I, I can't see him hanging around. And I hope you're right I, I, about Tommy Asu. I, I'd be... I think it would be a mistake oh. to, to, to let Tommy Asu go. Huge. I really do. Because he's been... You know, I know obviously this season he's not played as much, but last season he came in, no one had heard of him. Sky were trying to make out he was a crap signing and he was brilliant, wasn't he? I loved his attitude, the way he, he, he defensively, one on one defending, he was brilliant and I just loved him. And this season, I'm so, I still can't understand how Ben White has taken his place as a right back. I mean, not that Ben White's been playing bad because he hasn't. He's done all right. Yeah, he's done all right, but it's, that I'll never get me out of quite how that happened. <laughs> well, what? How did that? How did that decision in Mikel Arteta's mind? How did he come to that decision that Ben White is going to be better at right back than Tommy Asu, who was brilliant last season? I don't know, but anyway, yeah. that's what. He, again, is it an attitude thing? Is it as Ben White got that right attitude? He did have the right attitude for England in the World Cup, didn't I he? I can but, see Tommy Asu suiting Arteta's way. Yeah, you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? I would, yeah. You would have thought so, but I don't. I can't. I don't get. I can't understand. I'd like to, I'd to actually come out and explain the reason for that. Actually, I'd like someone to ask him. You know, if he came on the show, I would ask him. You know, what's you your, what was your reasoning behind leaving Tommy Asu out of right back and putting Ben White there? When, <laughs> ask him quite what, a lot. I'd, I'd love to ask him. I really would. There's loads of things I'd like to ask Mikel Arteta. So, if anyone knows Mikel Arteta personally, see if he'll come on, because I'd love to ask him a few questions. Because I think I'll be, it might it might get, help me to understand a few of these decisions a bit more, because they baffle me. And I watch the games, and I'm baffled a lot of the time. What is going on? Why is this happening? And then we'll win 3-0 away from home against Brentford. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. It works, but I don't understand it still. <laughs> it does work, but I don't know why. Um, so I would like to find out a bit more about all that. But anyway, um, we've got Terry in the chat. He says, good evening, Richard. Liking this shirt? Yeah, it's the, it's the you know the over and over again shirt. Um, he says, Neil, um, I'm Mr. Positive Guru and Feel Good Factor. Man. Goes, yeah, exactly. And Neil always brings, uh, brings us up in, in life, doesn't he? Uh, Terry says he's working, but listen, well, you're, you're always working, Terry. You need to have some time off, man. It's, it's not <laughs> City game, he said City have better individual players. Yeah, of course they do. They've got a better squad. We know that because that's their man City and they've had that team for quite a long time, haven't they? Um, Terry says, I agree 100%. We need a defensive yeah. midfielder. 
um, uh, the centre forward at least in the summer. Yeah, we do. Let's see what happens. It's a long way off yet. We'll see what happens. Um, going back to the Brentford game, Terry says, problem, when VAR get it wrong, it can cost thousands of pounds and manage his job. Yeah, it can. It's cost him his job, the VAR guy, to be fair. So, you know, he's paid the ultimate price, hasn't he, as well, which I suppose is... You know, the managers might lose their job. He's lost his job. So it kind of, that's that, what's happened there. I think this is a joke from Terry. He says, we should buy Mings um, as as a centre forward. Is that as a perfect header back for Saka? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he put <laughs> it down to him, didn't he? It? it was a good little assist, actually, from Tyrone Mings, <laughs> which was good. And he said about Eddie there, he said, Eddie is Arteta's love child. I heard it on a grapevine uh, whilst on the dock of Herne Bay. <laughs> well, yeah, it seems to be because he, he certainly... <laughs> To play every week regardless of how well he's playing and some of those chances he's missing ridiculous aren't they but anyway um the the, 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 main, the most important thing was that we won that game and it doesn't matter maybe we were fortunate at the end yes we were the goal was lucky Jorginho's I'm, I'm gonna, I want to give it to Jorginho because he deserves so it, am I. But it so am an I. own goal and it's Great funny story. that it's Martinez I suppose that got the own goal but um, and then of course he came up for the corner and he got the uh, what Unai Emery said after the game about uh, you know he, he walked off Rich he was fuming he doesn't know, like yeah. him he does not no, like he him. and do you know what Rich that is so unlike Emery because he's quite a nice yeah. guy and yeah I, I, was, fuming, I was shocked when oh, I heard that interview at the end I was oh. shocked I had to play that about three times I think did he really say that yeah. I was absolutely shocked I mean he, he clearly gone. didn't like that at all he's did he he's gone I can't see him going the same beyond the summer. He's gone. Emery, and that's why yes. Emery goes, but there's no way they're going to be working together next season. No way. No, he does not seen... like him. I think also he was upset. His, um, and I'm quite rightly so, because the World Cup final, yeah, of course you're going to be, you've got to come on. You, the biggest competition, a sporting event in the world, and you've won it. You're going to, you've got every right to be overexcited, euphoric, all the rest of it. But his yeah, antics, just not on. You know, the stuff that he was doing no, I, in front of billions I don't of people. Like that, no. And 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 Emery was just like he's he made a comment. He goes, "I'm going to deal with him when he comes back," because he just didn't like it. And I think he's no, right. Yeah. I, I I totally agree with Emery. And then to do that, and he's like, mm, "Yeah," he walked off. I was shocked. He goes, "Thank you very much. Goodbye." He still said goodbye because yeah. that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. But he just yeah, knew yeah. he was fuming. And he walked yeah, off. he was. I, I was oh. I was shocked by that reaction. Actually, yeah. really shocked. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree. There doesn't seem to be much future for those two. I don't think together no, um, after that latest thing on 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 Saturday. And I mean, it was it was quite funny. You don't often see goals like that, do you? When a goalie's <laughs> come up for a corner and a team score with an open goal and Martin Ellie celebrating before he'd scored and stuff like That's that. It's, it's well, even Vieira, even he was like got his. When he yeah, Vieira was on the halfway line. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I mean, it, it is a, it is a. It is funny because it's Martinez and you know what's happened with him since he left yeah. Arsenal and stuff like that. But I mean, I think we have to we have to hold our hands up and say we were fortunate. Well, you know, as well as we played in the second half and we did, we played really well in the second half. Yeah. We took the game to them. We left ourselves open to the counter attack. But I, I like that. You see, I've said before, and there's been too many games where Arteta hasn't taken any risks in the way that we've played. We've still been quite conservative and maybe if we've sneaked a goal, we've sneaked a goal. But in this game, although we did sneak a goal rather luckily, we in that second half, we really pushed on. We left ourselves open to counter-attacks. Villa could have scored two goals themselves. They could have scored two goals, and yeah. Two, two, and could have won that game. But he was prepared to take those risks to try to win the game. And I, I actually say, well done, Mikel Arteta, for doing that because he Brilliant. hasn't done that enough. And I was really impressed with that, actually. That really, really impressed me because that's what I want to see more. Uh, you know, yes, it works, so you feel better. If we'd lost 3-2, everyone would have said, why did he try? Why didn't he settle for three? If you can't win, then don't lose kind of thing. But I quite like the bravery of that whole kind yeah, of 
second half performance. It was brave, and I'd like that. I want to see that more off. Because to me, to win, to win trophies, you've got to take risks. You've got to. And sometimes they're not going to pay off, but sometimes they are. And when they do, it, you can see the benefit of doing it. You know, and that's what I was so pleased about more than anything was that he did. He did. That's what stood he, out he for me. Win, and we won it, and it worked. Yeah. That's what stood out for me. Again, it was as I've said mentioned before, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but it was the, the mentality of the players and the attitude. They did they they just carried on doing exactly the same thing to get a goal. And and I and their heads did not drop once. I mean that Odegaard almost open goal, they could have all their heads could have all dropped thinking it's not gonna be our day today. We might as well just, we might well just go I for thought, the point. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I thought that was it. It's, it's one of our one of those days, nothing's gonna work for us, we'll just go for the point. But no, they carried on and carried on and carried on, and you know. There were some other great moves, which oh, that one that Eddie just dinked over the keeper where he should have. Uh, you know that that was what off was a great move. About? Why did he take the ball across? He I was straight know. on at goal. Just push know. it in front of you, and then he, he's good at them little dinky finishes, isn't he? Well, he's good at you, them. You you mentioned it earlier. He's probably lost a lack of confidence. He's lost his confidence at the moment, and he's trying probably trying that yeah. little bit too hard to get that goal to get his confidence back. But it's going like a vicious circle. So. Maybe he needs. Yeah. If he does play, I mean, I, I, I actually hope he scores against Leicester because he can be useful if he starts getting a few goals here and there. And you know what? The other good thing is, Rich, or the positive thing is, I think Jesus isn't far off. I think. No, I he's think, not. No, I he's think not. it'll be another two weeks. Maybe we'll see him on the bench. Um, so you know, we've got that option as well coming to us. So, and it was the Rose. We always knew sort of early March, mid-March, he was yeah. going to be back. It yeah. seems to be about on track, and I agree on he's track. going to be back soon. Yeah. And then yeah. and then the other encouraging factors was the fact uh, that Emma Smith Rose on the bench. I love him. I really do like him as a player. I just I'm just a bit worried that he's not going to be Jack Wilshire 2.0 with his with his injuries. That's the only thing. That worries and, me. Yeah. And and I don't know whether you agree or not, but it was nice to see um Reese Nelson on the bench simply because yeah. before before he got injured, he started showing us a lot of what we expected of him when we first heard the name and where he was coming through the ranks. And mm. I know he's not a Saka replacement, but if there is a need to replace Saka, he could not do a bad job on that on in that position for for us. And I I really did was impressed with the way he was playing uh, before his injury. I think he can play. Can he play both sides? Am I wrong in that saying that? I think he can. Yeah, play. He, yeah. I mean, when he came on against Nottingham Forest, got him two goals. He was playing on the left, wasn't he? Yeah. There you go. Um, That's it. And then he can he obviously can play on the right as well. I mean, funny enough, a, a, a few months back now, earlier this season, I had um, Mark Arbor was on the show. He used to be a professional with, with Dagenham and Redbridge, a few other clubs, but he was actually a youth coach at Arsenal um, when right. obviously Saka, Smith Rowe, Nelson, all the all them guys, and he he, he coached them when they were younger. Oh, wow. And he actually said that at that age, Reese Nelson was better than um, Smith Rowe and Saka. Wow. He was a better player, and he really really rates him. And he thinks that given a run in the team, uh, Reese Nelson will wow. be an absolute star. And he coached him as a youngster, so I kind of you know I trust what he says. Yes. And I never really saw it before. This was before that night in the Forest game, so it was before mm. he had made that impact in that game. It may have actually it was quite close to that game. It may have been a couple of weeks before, actually. And um, since since he'd said that, I was looking maybe back on some Reese Nelson games and trying to see. And he said with Reese Nelson, it, it's a it's like a he doesn't have that same inner confidence as Emil Smith Rowe or um, Bakayo Saka in, the, in their own ability. He comes across mm. as though he has because he's quite you know he's got that mm -hmm. sort of 
swagger right. inspired yeah. yeah and he needs to be playing and then he can get it out and it, you know he, he was 100 he's 100 convinced that given the given the game time reese nelson will be would be a better will become well, a better player than sacco and smith Rowe, which i, I found I'd staggering but I, I, you know, I, I trust his judgment one hundred percent. So um, I'm really excited to see how Reese Nelson does develop because he hasn't really done it for me yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, showed, he showed in that night in the Forest game. He's, he, you know, he, he come on and played well, and then he got injured Brilliant. straight after, pretty yeah, much, which is unfortunate. But you know, I, I'm sort of looking to him now, thinking, you know, he's obviously got something. He's obviously got some quality. The fact Arsenal have kept him as well. And I want to see that now. I'm quite excited to see how he can develop. And like you said, he could be the option for the, on the right hand side as well, couldn't he? For Saka, he could be that option. And who knows, as as the backup. And wouldn't that be great? You know, Saka can't play. Reese Nelson come in and do a decent job and get That'd goals. Be amazing. It would be amazing. great. Another player from Hale End. You know what I mean? It'd be brilliant. Um, so we'll have to wait and see how that works out. Oh, we've got Loki in the chat. He says, "Even says four to Oh, yeah, Loki, I bet you had a great time in there. What, what a game to go to, my friend. That would have been. Oh, was fantastic. he there? Oh, wow. He was there. Yeah, He's, he oh, was. Wow. He was going. So brilliant, brilliant game to go to. That was. I mean, probably for ninety minutes, it would have been quite frustrating when it was two two. <laughs> we knew we needed to win, and then suddenly the last few minutes of stoppage time would have been fantastic, wouldn't they? They are the sort of away days that you like, though, aren't they? Last minute goal away from home to oh, win the game. A big like game. It. No, incredible, incredible. So um, it must have been a great day, Loki. I'm sure you had uh, a great time indeed. What fun that must have been. But yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, we deserve, maybe we did deserve to win the game for that second half performance. And we overcame adversity in the game as well, which was great. Character, you know, mentality, all these things that we've questioned um, came through in abundance in that second half. And that's what we want to see, you know, in those moments. And hopefully that will stand us in good stead for, more tests like that that's going to come. There's going to be moments in the rest of the season where we're struggling, we're behind, things aren't going our way and we've got to find a way to get a result. We couldn't do it against Everton. We wasn't able to do it against Brentford. We couldn't get a result against Man City, but we've done it against Aston Villa. The only thing, the only slight concern I've got is if you remember last season when we played Aston Villa away, we came into that game, we had a couple of poor results. We then beat Aston Villa away 1-0 with a pretty good performance. We thought, oh, we've turned the corner and then we lost our next three. And I'm hoping that... It, Come on, Rich, don't think like that, please. Because, because we've, we've gone to Aston Villa on a poor run. We won, played well. And then no. last season, it, it led to three defeats in a row. I'm don't, hoping don't, that doesn't happen again. Don't but say that. It's just little things like that stick in my head, like things that happened before, historic stuff. Kind of, and I'm thinking, please don't let that no, happen no, again. No, no, it's not going to happen. And you look at the no. pictures and you're thinking, that won't happen. But then last season, we, we lost to Brighton and Southampton, you know, Crystal Palace. They were the three games. And three games on paper, you'd have expected us to win. We've got three games coming up, which you expect us to win. So I'm a little bit concerned. But anyway, I'm, I'm sure I'll be wrong. But I, I, I'd rather be cautious in my in my thoughts about it. And I'll be more excited when we do win. And it makes, makes me feel better. Anyway, we've got one of those games. The first one is uh, another... I think a difficult game. It's a it's a ground we've done pretty well in recent years, but Leicester have found a bit of form. They lost yesterday, but they they've been playing pretty well. I think this is going to be a tough game. So Leicester, King Power, we've won our last three visits here in all competitions, which um, we had we lost the previous three before that. So it's been a bit hit and miss, <laughs> maybe in, in recent years, but. Um, Leicester have been a bit hit and miss this season, actually, haven't they? They when they've played well, they've played well, and when they haven't played well, they've been terrible. <laughs> you know, they've they've had a terrible run. They dropped into the bottom three. They had a great run, got themselves out of it. They had another terrible run, got sucked back into it again, and now they've 
got on a better run, although they'll say they did lose yesterday. So I don't really know what to expect from Leicester, if I'm honest, because they've been that sort of team this season. They're hit and miss. And what we've got to do is we've just got to go there and show what we showed in that second half against Aston Villa, what we've shown so many times this season away from home in other games as well. That's what we've got to show, because I think if we drop below that level, Leicester are the sort of team at the moment that could punish us. And, you know, it's a potential... I wouldn't well, let's call it a banana skin, but it's definitely a difficult game away from home. You know, coming on the back, you know, another away game, two away games in a row is never easy. You know, Man City found that. They, they played away to us and away to Forest. The second away game didn't work out as you hope. And it's difficult playing two away games in a row. It is. And although we've got a longer gap between them, I still think it's going to be very difficult. I mean, what what, what are your thoughts on that game? I mean, obviously, we're going to go into it as favourites and we're going to go into it with confidence now. But there were still issues in that Villa game defensively that worried me. Um, the first half performance worried me. And I think if we play like that against Leicester, we could be in trouble. Yeah, I, I mean, Leicester's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. Certainly, this is. <laughs> it really is. It, you, you yeah. either, they can be either brilliant or they can be bang average. And I, let's just hope that we either they're bang average or we make them look bang average or a combination of the both. And I, I think you're right, Rich. I think we've just got to play our own game, not worry about what their form's been. It's been very up and down. Luckily, recently we've been we had a good track record there, and also this season away from home we've been doing all right. You know, bar bar the uh, um, <clears throat> couple of results, we've we've done okay away from home. And I think we just got to yeah. take confidence from that and um, build on it. And as you said, build on the second half, not so much the first half, maybe against Villa, but certainly the second half. And let's try not to play just one half of a game. Let's let's like we've done the last few just be good consistently as we were the first half of the season for the full 90 minutes. And I think if we do that, not worry about who we're playing so much. And um, I think we'll be okay. My only concern is, is he going to make some changes or not? That's the, that's the conundrum. I can't see it, to be honest. If I know Arteta, I just can't, but I definitely would shuffle the front three because for me that the front lineup in the last few games hasn't really been doing it. Um, But the fact that I know it was, at the end of the day, it was an open goal. But um, I think Martinelli just getting the ball in the net hopefully has made him a little bit more confident. Um, we know that Trossard, I think Trossard's a great player. We talked about Jorginho, but I think Trossard's a great player as well, Richard. And, yeah, I, agree. I agree. Do you know what? I know it's not going to happen, but I wouldn't mind seeing a front three of Saka, Trossard and Martinelli. I don't know which which way he might play the, the Martinelli and Trossard, but I don't think that's a bad shout. I mean, I know you, you probably wouldn't agree, but I... What other choice have we got if we're going to drop Eddie? And but I can't see him dropping Eddie, so you know, um, I think he'll still stick with White. I, I think it, the, the fundamentally it's going to be the same team, and um, I don't know about the fitness of uh, Partey, but um, it will probably still be it'll be Partey, uh, sorry, Xhaka and Jorginho. If Partey is fit, I'd love to see a, a Jorginho Partey partnership for a game and see how that works. I think that'd be quite interesting. Seeing Jorginho be more up front, up tacking, let parties sit at the back, defend, you know, keeping an eye on the defence, I think would be quite interesting, actually. It would be interesting, yeah, but I, I kind of agree that Arteta goes with his tried and tested team, his tried and tested partnerships, and 
he's very he's very clear on partnerships in the team, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And he likes those partnerships, and he's not going to break <laughs> them up unless he has to. I mean, I, I was quite surprised he started Trossard over Martin Elliott at Aston Villa, um, to be honest with you. I was pleased he did, because Trossard, I agree with you, I think Trossard's a great player. And it wasn't his greatest game, unfortunately. No. It didn't really work for him, did it, for one reason or another. And um, But I'd like to see him certainly get a lot more opportunities. Um, in terms of that front three, Martin Elliott, Trossard and Saka, there isn't really a proper centre-forward out of those three. No, there and isn't. And you're almost getting into false nine kind of areas, yeah. aren't you, with those three? And that yeah. worries me slightly. Mm. But, you know, Eddie then, isn't doing the job. And who else Eddie's is doing the right? job. So what other choice do we yeah. have? No, is that's the problem. That This is a problem we've got by not <clears> signing another striker. That's the problem <clears> that we've got, isn't it? Because we are now stuck with a situation where we either play almost with a false nine. Martin Ellie could probably play as a centre-forward, but if Arteta was going to play him as a centre-forward, he would have played him as a centre-forward a long time ago, wouldn't he? And he yeah, you've, you've said that ages ago. You said that if, if he would have done it, he would have done it. He just doesn't have... Yeah, he he's clearly not going well. to, is he? No. The, only, the only chance would be maybe Trossard, because Trossard has played yeah. as, a, I suppose, a false nine at Bright, and he's done that to, to good effect. Well, I don't like a false nine, but... Do you know when he scored that hat trick? He did score a hat trick against Liverpool, didn't he? Trossard was that yeah. as a false nine? Yeah. Mm. And you know he, he he can do he can play there because he's played there before. But I don't personally like a false a false nine. <laughs> I just don't really like it. I'd rather have a centre forward that's your target man that you can build around and stuff like that. Martinelli could potentially do that job, but I say I don't think that's going to happen. So. It's yeah, be, the you know it's Eddie gonna be. <laughs> you know it is. <laughs> the chances of Eddie not playing, I think, are very, very low to virtually okay. zero. I think he will play again, unfortunately, right. probably, and he'll probably miss three or four chances. But we'll win, and no one will care. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Loki says there he's trying to get tickets for Leicester. Anyone out there? If um, you know anybody that's got a ticket for Leicester, give it to Loki because he's our lucky charm. So. If Loki goes, we'll win. So if, if you've maybe gone to loads of games or maybe you've lost a few that you've been to, give your ticket to Loki and then we'll win the game. <laughs> you, you can actually help Arsenal to get three points by giving your ticket to Loki because he's our lucky charm. Um, Terry doesn't think we need Loki. He says 6-2 to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's quite going to be 6-2, but we'll see. Um, Loki said they had an IQ test done at Leicester Uni. He got 127 many years ago. Is 127 good for an IQ test? I don't know. I'm not it's really pretty sure. good. Pretty is it good. good, is it? Well, well done, Logan. That's a good score. Well, well done. Um, but he said it was a long Very time good, ago. Actually. But, um, well, okay. There you go. So he needs a ticket now. He's, he's got to get a ticket for Leicester. There you go. So if anyone's got one, anyone knows one, get in touch with Loki. Um, let him get the ticket. Terry says, 100% Neil. Um, Trossard, Martin, Elian, Saka. Be interesting. It would be an interesting front three. I'm just not quite sure. Loki says Martin, Elian will become a number nine. No, Arsenal, mm. he won't. Absolutely, 100. He won't. Or he would have done <laughs> No, no. Maybe for Brazil, quite possibly, but not for Arsenal. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Terry says Eddie can cut the oranges by half time. He'd probably miss though, wouldn't he? he wouldn't come oh, in half. Really. Down the sides or something. I don't know. Um, oh, uh, we've got Bongo going in the chat. He says, um, but Eddie gives you the chances and goals um, like he did for Odegaard. <laughs> don't forget. Um, by the way, good evening. Good evening, mate. I mean, does he, does he know? Uh, Jesus' movement creates space for other players. Eddie's movement creates space for him. And if mm. he doesn't score, that's the end of that particular attack and that move. So, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, let's hope Eddie, Eddie can score a few yeah, goals. Yeah, 
like we said, Jesus will be back very soon, next two or three weeks. So Eddie's got a few more games maybe to, to, to start in the team. And let's hope he can get some goals. But I'm not convinced, even if he does, even if he scores two goals against Leicester, that's not going to convince me that long-term he's the right option as our second-choice striker when we want to compete at the top level in the Champions League and everything else. I don't think he's good enough, regardless of if he scores against Leicester or not, he isn't going to decide that. That's already been decided by his performances in other games previously. You know, and I remember against Manchester United, the Manchester United game, right? I'd given Eddie a bit of stick beforehand because I just didn't, don't think he's good enough. And then he scores two goals against Man United. And obviously everybody says, oh, what do you know? Well, look, this is what I know. Since then, he hasn't scored and all those chances that he's had. And he might get two goals against Leicester, but it doesn't change anything. It's got to be he's consistent. He's a forward, playing in a team that's attacking a lot, creating chances. Of course, he's going to score goals. Well, I could score some goals playing for Arsenal up front, probably. I'd get one or two a season, probably. Just if I stood around the six-yard box long enough, if I wasn't offside, I'd probably be able to score a couple of goals when the ball's flying across at me. Do you know what I mean? I'm bound to. Look Clive Hayden used Sterling. to do that for Tottenham, Rich. Raheem Sterling used to hanger. score 25 goals for Man City because Pep told him, get, when, we, when we're attacking, stand in the six-yard box and you'll get chances. So we stood in the six-yard box, got chances and scored loads of goals. Now he's at Chelsea, he can't hit anything because he's not very good, really. <laughs> so, you know, and that's... You know, if Eddie if Eddie's in those positions, he will score goals. That's why he scored goals that he scored. Not because he's an elite striker, just because the chances are there. And eventually some are going to go in because that's the life. If you're there enough, you know, you're going to, some's going to go in. So, you know, I just think that's that's what we need to, to think of more long-term. Terry says, um, we don't need Eddie. Uh, we've got uh, Jay. Oh, you're on, you're on Jay 20 side now, are you, Terry? After saying, you know, after criticising the signing of him, you're on his side now because he's had two good games. But um, I've always liked Jorginho and I'm happy he's here. Um, and yeah, maybe play Jorginho up front. That might be interesting. <laughs> <isn't it? Yeah. laughs> Instead, we'll see. But no, I mean, let's see what the lineup is. I'm not expecting changes, really. No, neither. Um, I, I think, I don't even think Trossard will start. I think he'll go back to Martinelli. That's what I think. I agree. Um, which would be a shame because Trossard needs games. And everyone needs to start games to get a, um, a run. To get a run, yeah, they do. And especially when you're an attacking player, if you're in and out of the team, you're never going to get that momentum never going. Get it. No. And I think Trossard, although he didn't have a great game against Villa, it wasn't necessarily his fault, just the way the game panned out when he was on the pitch. Yeah, but he wasn't really... bad either, Rich. He wasn't terrible. No, no, he wasn't bad. He just he wasn't the sort of, you know, we was hoping that he was going to start a game, he was going to light the place yeah. up and do something amazing. And he didn't get the opportunity to do that. And then mm. he got taken off and stuff like that. And of course, Martinelli comes on for him and gets a goal that Trossard would have been able to score, that anyone could have scored. Um, but that's the life of the football, isn't it, I suppose. But yeah, I'd like to see Trossard start again, but I just don't think he will. Um, unfortunately, I think Martinelli's back in the team, and fair enough. I mean, Martinelli's a great player, and you know we like Martinelli in the team. But um, yeah, I, I'm not expecting uh, too many changes. And if we go and play at as well as we can, as well as we did in that second half against Villa, then I would expect us to win. But I don't think oh, it's yeah. going to be an easy game at all because no. you know Leicester at home, the crowd behind them. You know they they smashed four against Tottenham recently. Not that that's a big issue because you know Tottenham aren't particularly good. Um, so, but you know they have got goals in them. This Leicester team they scored they four the week. Well, they scored they won four to Aston Villa actually, didn't they? In Aston Villa's last home game, so they got a similar result that we did. And they and they were behind and came back and won. It's yeah, it was very game. similar. You're right. Yes, it, it, exactly. it was. So 
you know, not that it will have any bearing on, on our game against Leicester, probably. But, you know, Leicester are a decent team. With, they've got goals in them. They've got some very good attacking players. And I quite like watching Leicester. I think they play some good football. Very good team. Um, very good and it's team. going to be a difficult game. I mean, obviously, you're going to predict that we win, of course. We wouldn't course. expect anything else. But how many goals do you think we win by? That's more well, of a question. I don't think I'm going to be as optimistic as, optimistic as Terry. Um, no. As much as I'd like that. Wow, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, but... Uh, I think we're going to keep a clean sheet. I was debating this, thinking, are we? But I think we, you know what, I've changed my mind. I think we're going to keep a clean sheet. I think we'll win. I think it'll be 2-0. 2-0. And I'm going to say Martinelli, actually. I'm going to keep my faith with him. If he's going to start, Martinelli 2-0. Wow, OK. Well, I mean, you know, I think a clean sheet may be slightly optimistic. Well, away from home, actually, we, we've tended to keep more clean yeah. sheets than, you know, than at home for whatever reason. Maybe the counter-attacking system kind of suits us a bit better, maybe. But uh, I just think Leicester, this Leicester team have got goals in them. And we have looked a little bit rough around the edges defensively in the last few games, haven't we? We've conceded chances, we've conceded goals. And I'm a little <coughs> bit concerned about that. Um, against a team, I say that do play quite attacking style, especially at home. So I do think Leicester will score. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's quite a, a, an entertaining game in terms. Of, I think there'll be a few goals. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few goals again. You know, I know we just had a game with a lot of goals that was exciting. I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar. Um, you know, something like a three-two or something like that. I can kind of see there being goals in it, and you know, hopefully we'll come out on top. But yeah, I, I think I'll go three-two actually. I know it's. You know, on the back of a 4-2, a 3-2 seems a bit optimistic, maybe. They don't often get games. Like, we'll probably win 1-0 and that'll be it. But I don't know. <laughs> I just fancy this game could have goals in it just because there's a lot of attacking threat on both teams. And defensively, and defensively, both teams can be a bit suspect at times. Certainly, we I have The only reason why we're for clean sheets because we've not had much luck in the last, what, four games we've conceded in every game, haven't we? I think. Or five games. Yeah. yeah we've well, the last clean sheet we had was... Um, <clears throat> oh, it's been a, when was the last clean sheet we had? Wow, it's been a while. I'll have I to look it up. Um, it up. Um, Tottenham, maybe? Might have been Tottenham, you know. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Might have been Tottenham. I think it, I think it was. Yeah, it probably was. I think it was Tottenham, what, six, six, seven games ago? Six games ago, is it? Oh, wow. Yeah, we need uh, a clean uh, sheet. You're right, we need yeah. one. But are, are we going to get one against a team that scored a lot of goals? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I like this comment from Loki. He says, Eddie, 95% effort, 75% results, like a duck's legs underwater. <laughs> That's almost a good way to describe it. That's what he looks like when he's playing football. He's, he's moving a lot quickly and not really getting very far. Um, that kind of sums him up, actually. That's a great shout there, actually. Um, Bongo Guna says, uh, Eddie is learning his new role and not a pure poacher anymore, improving a lot in his all-round game. He might improve a lot, but I think... I'm a bit late for the conversation. Uh, I was still laughing at him. We were laughing at him, wasn't we? Uh, I mean, yes, maybe he has got to adapt slightly. The role of the Arsenal striker isn't the role of other strikers at other clubs. I I agree with you. Um, And we've seen that with Jesus. But Eddie's had chances to score that a goal poacher that he is meant to be should be taking those chances, regardless of what else he's got to do for the team. We had the same problem with Aubameyang, didn't we? Aubameyang was a goal scorer. He was getting chances and missing them, and everyone was rightly on his back saying, well, he should be scoring those goals. Of course, he should have been scoring those goals, and he wasn't. And Eddie, equally, should be scoring those chances, or certainly yeah. some of them, or get, certainly hitting them a target, at least. You know, there's been too many when he hasn't even... That header against Man City put wide, the header against Aston Villa. You know, there's in fact, two headers against Man City. You've got to test the goalkeeper. Not, you're not always going to score, and of course you're not, because goalkeepers are there to stop you scoring and that's their job and they're usually quite good at it but you're, you've got to make the goalkeeper make a save work 
you can't miss the target every single chance you get. You just can't. You've got to hit the target at some stage. You've got to start making the goalie save. And if the goalie's saving three or four efforts every game, you can say, fair enough, hold your hands up. Yeah, maybe your finishing could be slightly better, but at least you're hitting the target. But he's not even hitting the target, is he? They're going in over the bar, they're going into the crowd, you know, and stuff like that. And he's got to improve. He's got to. I'm sorry, yes. Um, you were right. 2-0 Tottenham. You were right. It's the last one. Was that the last one? Yeah. yeah I, 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 what's that? Six, seven games we've played since then. So, not defensively, we've not been at the races. And Terry makes an interesting point here. When Zinchenko plays left-back, Martinelli on Trossard don't seem to play well. Yeah, mm. is that... I mean, Martinelli's had some decent games with Zinchenko playing left-back. I'm sure he has, but um, certainly recently that has been an issue. And I think the issue is because whoever plays on the left side of the front three has got to drop back quite a lot because Zinchenko goes on his little mission into midfield. And then the, the cover's got to be there because otherwise we leave ourselves open and that's the way that we play. So maybe that has an impact on Martinelli playing in that position and when Trossard's played there as well to a certain degree. I don't know. It, We'll have to maybe look at the stats on that. Maybe some stats can prove it. But there's something in that. I think so. And Martinelli, as you mentioned before, Neil, Martinelli and Tierney did seem to have a really good understanding previously. And maybe that's what Martinelli needs to get more out of him in the attacking end of the pitch, maybe. maybe. He was scoring goals earlier in the season, wasn't he? <laughs> when he was. Zinchenko was injured and Tierney was playing. So is that the reason? Um, mm, interesting. Loki says there, Brendan is the best manager in the world. I don't know if he's <laughs> the best manager in the world. He's the best manager in the world called Brendan. I quite agree, if that's what you mean. Um, because he, he probably is the best manager called Brendan. Terry says there, stop taking the medication there. It's oh, making you delirious. delirious. Yeah. He's well, it, always been like that. <laughs> Um, Bongo Aguna says there, no one will believe me who hasn't read it, but in the Ask Blog chat, I said before the game, we'll win 3 0, Saka and Eddie to score, and Emmy own goal. Well, we didn't win 3 0, though, did we? We won 4 2. So, and Saka did score, and, and Emmy did get an own goal as well. So, you got some of it right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, don't start coming on pretending that you know it all when you said 3 0 and we won 4 2. So, you know. <laughs> but um, the Emmy own goal is quite funny. We, we did all enjoy that, I'm sure. Um, Loki says there, we will score from corners v Leicester. Yeah, they're not very good at defending corners, Leicester, are they? So, yeah, we may well do. That might be where Ooh, we It could be a Saliba goal, maybe. Who knows? It could be. He's not scored. Oh, Gabriel has scored for ages. He, he normally gets no, some goals. He does. He? So, yeah. he, he's maybe due one, isn't he? Um, Loki mm. says, I think a 3-1 when he's on the cards. Yeah, I mean, 3-1 seems Perfect. reasonable. I, I do think Leicester will score. Um, and, yeah, I think we'll score because they do concede as well. But, yeah, 3-1 would be nice. We'll, I'll take a 1-0, to be honest. All day we just want the three points because they're so every single game now. I mean, I've said this before. Winning games in the first half of the season is great fun, but it's a lot easier than winning in the second half of the season when the pressure's there. Every single game now is a cup final. I know it's a cliche and stuff like that, but it is. Every single game is a cup final because every single point that we drop between now and the end Sweet. of the season could be crucial. Look how disappointed Man City were with that draw against Nottingham mm. Forest because they know mm. them two points that they've dropped are crucial points yeah. Yeah. in this title race in this season. It's going to be the same the points, any points that we drop going forward. So, Well, they know better than anyone else, Rich, because of the ding-dongs they've had yeah. in Liverpool in the last few seasons. Literally, they've been toe-to-toe like a boxer. It's like yeah. one punch, one punch, one jab, one jab. It's like we can't drop two points because the other team's going to win. So they know yeah. it from experience. And I think that's the only thing, that that's the concerning thing, that they have been there now the last few seasons with Liverpool in those kind of battles near the end of the season, we haven't. So that's yeah, a concern. But but on the flip side of that, 
I think that they're still going to have a slight... I want them to go far in the Champions League because I think that will slightly distract. I know they've got the squad for it, Rich, but you know Pep so desperately wants that competition. And I think that may play in our hands a little bit. So just wait wait and see. Just have to wait. I mean, I must admit, having watched the two games at the weekend on Saturday, obviously the Arsenal game and then the Man City game, I started to get the feeling that maybe it's just a year just, you know, those two games in particular, I mean, to get the two goals at the end that we did against Villa, it was lucky. There's no question about that. We were fortunate in those two. <clears throat> I'm not saying we didn't deserve it, but they were fortunate goals, weren't they? An own goal and then the, the corner goal at the end. And then for Man City to dominate Nottingham Forest, they should have been 5-0 up. And then to concede an equaliser at the end, Nottingham Forest, only a tackle of the whole game. And for them to drop two points, you suddenly start to think to yourself, right. is it our year? You know, is it the Leicester yeah, yeah. year? Was it at one point they had 92% possession or something during the game? It was ridiculous. Something like that. I mean, unbelievable. Nottingham Forest never got a kick. And, you, and you know, <laughs> the only, with like 10 minutes to go, the only surprise was how, how a man said you're not 5 0 up in this game. Wow. With and it, that home and, missed. Oh. Yeah. It, and there was just misses all round, wasn't it? The goalie played pretty well for Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And then for did. them to break away on a rare attack and then to get that goal near the end, you're thinking, well, is this our year? Is it going to be our year when things like that happen? Happened on that day, you know, and other things that's happened in the seasons where you look at other results. Man City losing some strange games, you know, losing at home to Brentford in the way that they did in the 98th minute, whatever it was, and just there's been some things that don't normally happen, no. and this season is happening, and it's a it's benefiting us. You know, well, people can look back. You know, we, you mentioned the Brentford game, the VAR thing that went against us, stuff like yeah, okay, mm. fair enough, but. Look at overall the season, the amount of things that seem to, not, not just in our games, in games involving Man City and some of the other teams as well, that have gone in our favour unexpectedly. You know, I don't know, is, is it fate? Is it going to be, is, does, does this all mean it's our year? And it might just the, be the, that season. The, the keeper for Forrest was pretty decent. It's Navas, isn't it? Forrest's keeper. Is it Navas? Forrest's keeper? Who is it? Um, am I thinking of someone else? He's a, he's a new goalkeeper, isn't he? Um, who, who was for yeah, I, think, I think it's Navas. Yeah, I think it is Navas. What, yeah. Why does that name ring a bell? Was he in one of the recent World Cups and he had quite a good World Cup? Am I thinking of the same yeah. person? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's where they. I think that's why they got him. I think that's, yeah. that's where. Because he, he, they, they bought him in January, didn't they? Ah, Along with. Yeah. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. He's pretty good, I, actually. To be fair. Yeah. He had a good game. He made some good saves, actually, mm. and he, you know, and uh, Man City missed some chances, but. You know, we've got to go not in a forest away yet, you know. So, oh, yeah. let's not get too excited. No, let's They've not get too excited. He's rubbish, he's rubbish. We'll score five against him. Loki <laughs> says he's from Real Madrid. Yeah, there, there we go. Are. There we are. Real Madrid. So, yeah, that's who he is. Um, he is a good goalkeeper, yeah. yeah. Um, Terry says, have faith, J20 is on a scoring spree. Well, he's, he's not really easy because he hasn't actually scored yet. But uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, we've got to give it to him. We, we, we want to give it to him. We do want to give it to him. Uh, Bongo Guna says, uh, could it be that City don't have the mental energy um, for a battle for the title again after maybe. the intense Liverpool battles or something? Well, do you know what? I hadn't really thought of it like that. But maybe that they're little, they could be burnt out, couldn't they? You know, from all those massive battles that they've had in recent years, maybe they've battled out. Maybe you're right. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, I don't know. They still strike me as a team, Man City, that can win their last 10, 11, 12 games in a row if, if they have to. And are we going to be able to same? Yeah. Are we, are we capable of doing that with that much pressure? Yes, we could win 10 games in a row in August and September and October. Can we win 10 games in a row in April and May when yeah. it really matters? I don't know. We don't know because we haven't done it before. <laughs> but Man City, you know they can do that because they have done it. 
year after year they do it, don't they? So, you know, I think that for us to, for me to really start feeling confident about winning the league, I think with 10 games to go, we're going to have to have a little bit of a lead <laughs> so that we can afford to lose a game or two because they're going to keep winning. That's what Who I Who they got next, by the way? Um, that is a good point. I did know, and I'll explain. I, I don't like to think of, look at other teams because we should just concentrate on us. But I just, just that they're at home. I know they're oh. at home. Oh, um, they got new. Oh, they got Newcastle. No, that's not right. That's no, not they right. haven't. No, that's no, because Newcastle are playing in a cup final. No, they? sorry, hang on. Let me go back a bit. Where am I going? That's it. Um, We're too far ahead. They've got Bournemouth away. Bournemouth away. Actually, yeah. well. Nah. <laughs> nah. Well, no, I'm not having that. He I'm doesn't sorry, like travelling south, does he? So No, he doesn't. <laughs> he's already but... said that. Newcastle the week after at home they've got. That's going to be an interesting game. That's going to be a good game, yeah. yeah but I that's think... the week after the cup final. I think what's going to happen there, one or two things. Newcastle oh, win yeah. the cup and then there's that euphoria, euphoria and they have a dip. It happens all the time. We've done it when we won cups earlier in the season. Or they're going to lose a cup final and it all just falls apart for them. <laughs> That's the danger, isn't it? True. Either way with that True. game. I'm a bit worried about the, the, the timing of that game. But then we've got Bournemouth at home. You'd expect us to win that one. We've got Everett at home in midweek as well. Don't forget next Revenge, week. So please. We've got a, yeah, we've got a busy, a busy few weeks coming up. And then uh, Man City got after that. Crystal Palace away. Ooh, yeah, Vera could just pull them away that same weekend. Fulham are flying at the minute. That's going to be a difficult game as well, isn't it? Um, They're all difficult games, to be fair. Rich. Yeah, no, they are all difficult yeah. games. Yeah, of course they are. And like you said, I, I don't really. Yeah, yes, obviously we look at we look at other teams' results. We look at their games. Of course we do. But ultimately, if we need to win our games, and that's what matters then what other teams do is irrelevant, really. We just need to win our games. But we're not going to win them all. We're not. (laughs) We're not going to win all our games. We just have to try and win as many as we can and hope it's ultimately enough. We've got a little bit of an advantage, the game in hand, the two points, the game in hand against Everton next next week. That's right. right. If we win that, then we're in a great position, aren't we? And then we can afford to lose a game somewhere along the way. Uh, But not too many, because Man City won't drop many points now. It's very rare that a t- uh, a t- we've lost what three now in the league, three or four, three, three, yeah, we've three. Lost three, yeah. It's rare for uh, well, these recent uh, recent times, it's rare for a championship winning team to lose five. So you know, four the most maybe, uh, but I wouldn't want to lose any more than that. I don't know how many Leicester lost when they won it. I can't remember. Three, they lost yeah, they three. We beat them twice. We beat them and twice. They lost yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, we beat them twice. Yeah. I mean, Man City have lost four and we've lost three. But then we've got to go away to Newcastle, which Man City have already played. Liverpool. We've got to go away to Liverpool, which Man City have already played. Two games that we struggle, we, we're yeah. going to struggle in. They're going to be difficult games. We've got to go away to Man City as well. And Man City as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they, they to me, are the three games that's going to decide our fate, I think. If, okay. we can get, if we can get four, five, six points out of them three games, I think we're Brilliant. in the league. If we get no points out of them three games, I don't think we will. Mm, yeah, yeah. And potentially we could do either. We could get nine points. Potentially we could. I don't oh, think that'd we be will. Lovely. Um, but I think those three games are what's going to decide our fate this season if we lose all three of them. Because they all come quite close together as well, don't they? They're not God, massively yeah, spaced right. out. They're quite, I think you're they're right. Quite, they're, quite, they're quite close together. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, it's going to be... They're the three games for me um, that's going to decide it all. Well, we've got Liverpool on the 8th of April. Well, that might That's change, right. obviously. The April games will change. Um, then we've got... When are the others? Leeds. Man City, 26th yeah. of April. 
We've got Chelsea at home. Not that that's going to be a problem because they're terrible. Yeah, they're We've got Newcastle away beginning of May, 6th of May. It's all near the like, end, isn't it? Three games are in a run of like six games. Those three come in that run of six games. So, yeah, that's going to decide it, isn't it? I think. But yeah, let's yeah. See. Let's very, let's very see. They're the key games. And also, our very last game on against Wolves. Wolves at home. Wolves at home. If not Forest away, then Wolves at home last two. They could okay. both be fighting for their lives, couldn't they? At the last couple of games, <laughs> great. Great. nothing's easy. Nothing's nah. easy. I like it on Twitter. We put, oh, they write your next six fixtures down. Oh, how many points do you think we'll get? And everyone's going, oh, we'll get 18 points in the six games. It's like, well, football doesn't work like that. <laughs> it just doesn't. No matter what the games look like on paper, that's not how it's going to work. We may well get 18 points, but just take it one game at a time. Take it one game at a time, exactly. Uh, Bongo Green says, worried about Man U. No, me not. Right, me especially, not. I mean, yeah. yes, they've got themselves back in it, haven't they? They're not far off now. You know, if we lose a game, they win a game, the gaps are hardly anything. So they've got, they've put themselves in with a chance, but I just think they've lost too many games already. And, you know, they'd have to pretty much win most of the games between now and the end of the season. The Europa League, they've got a cup final next week. I think it's too much. I don't think, are they still in the FA Cup as well, Man U? Yeah. They might be, yeah. So they've got a lot to play for and it's going to affect their league results and they can't afford to drop too many more points. I think they'll so, end up third. Third, I think. Yeah, third. I think they'll yeah. probably end up third as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've had a good season, but yeah, I'm not really worried about them. It's just a mad city, isn't it? I think we yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Loki says, I nearly got beat up at Forest for exposing some ticket touts. Happy oh, days. Oh, I love Forest as an away day, though. It's, it's a great place to watch football. I love the ground. The you know, I think Nottingham Forest are a great club, actually. I'm glad they're back in the Premier League. But um, Loki says 10 wins, two draws is what we need. Potentially. Ooh. Potentially it is. But um, can we can we do it? We'll have to see. Uh, Bongo Gunner says, we lost one and drew two in the first 19. Already lost two and drew one in the second 19. So only wins to come. come on. Well, love it. If that's... If we're going to re- if we're going to get 100 points, that's what it's going to have to be, isn't it? Um, so we'll see. Um, Terry says we would have won it by April. I don't think yeah. we would have won it by April. <laughs> the only way we'll win it by April is if Man City go on a bad run and lose three or four, which I don't see happening personally. But anyway, the earlier we get it done, the better, because it's a little bit easier on the heart, isn't it? But Oh, God, yeah. But we don't do um, it that way. We never have. No, we don't. Of course we don't. It's going to go to the last game, isn't it? I don't think there's any doubt about that. Oh, God, It's going to go to that. That last game, but that would be incredible, though, wouldn't it? If it if it did, imagine that game against Wolves. Last game, I'm of the definitely going to be there. If if we are, yeah. if that's the oh, course, yeah, I have to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, what what I'm looking at doing is um, because the same weekend, I think they're, they're moving the games now to the Saturday. Is the last weekend of the uh, WSL season as well. And right. not that our women are probably going to win the league because I think we're maybe not going to. But um, I'm going to come down for that weekend and go to the women's game on the Saturday and then even if I can't get a ticket for the Wolves game, which be is there. Unlike, just going to go there anyway, be outside the ground, enjoy Got the experience, it. enjoy the atmosphere of it all and it's going to be great. There'll be loads of people outside there. Yeah. Maybe watch the game in the Gunners pub or something yes. or one of the pubs. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's definitely what I'm going to do. It'd be good, but um, let's see what happens. I mean, it might be, even if it's been decided before then, I might do it anyway because it'll just be one big party. It'd be lovely, it? yeah. Oh, God, it'd be huge. Yeah. Yeah, and, hopefully, will, and yeah. hopefully it'll be a nice sunny day as well. So it'll be lovely. Yeah, lovely sunny day. Yeah, the crowd going mad. Everyone celebrating. It'll be brilliant, wouldn't it? So, oh, God, that's what we yeah. live for, mate. Yeah, it is. I, w- I would love to be a part of that. So we'll have to do that. Uh, Bongo Gunner says, if we win it by April, um, it will be the first. <laughs> oh, but I, I'll be the first. Oh, I you mean. Yeah, okay, I get you now. Yeah, April April the 1st, yeah. Um, but we definitely won't be winning it on April the 1st, that's for sure. But 
I don't care if we win it in April or we win it on the last game. If we win it, that's that would be amazing. Amazing. Would, amazing. would be an incredible, incredible achievement. Loki says 12 pins. Yeah, there you go. 12 pins. That could be oh, good, yeah, actually. 12 pins, another one. Yeah, yeah. Finsbury Park, maybe. That could be a good place to go, actually. Finsbury Park. I think it would be That'd rocking be so at Finsbury Park. Oh, my God. Like, you can't yeah, move Yeah, it would be packed, oh. yeah. Yeah. Well, all the, on that day, all the pubs are going to be packed. Sure, on that day, we'll, we'll be, yeah. they're, all, they're all going to be packed, aren't they? But yeah, it'll be great to just be part of that experience, right? The atmosphere and everything else. Have to do it. Have to do it. Yeah, 100%. I think so. One hundred percent. Yeah, and you never know. Someone might be kind enough to get let us have a ticket. Lovely. It's just so. We'll get Arteta on the show. I'll ask him all the questions I've got for him, <laughs> and then he can get us a special ticket for the Wolves game. <laughs> Be, be nice to him, up. Rich, all right? Be nice, though. No, no, I'd be nice. I just want to ask him some questions. That's all. I just want to chat to him and look. I'll say, oh. look, Mikkel, there's a few things I'm not quite understanding. <laughs> they're working. I don't understand how they're working. So can you please explain to me your reasoning behind them and why they're working and how they're working? Because it baffles me every week. Oh, my God. It's all good. Um but anyway, let's see. If, if he wants to come on, he's welcome. As Steve says, get him on the show. You know, we'll have him on the show. Um, but yeah, that wouldn't probably won't happen. Anyway, so Leicester, we are going to win. Of course we are. Come and on. we're going to increase our lead at the top of the league. It's yes, going to be great fun. And we're going to have another good weekend, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, we all enjoyed Saturday, didn't we? In the end, it was it was good fun. Um, which is is great stuff. Um, so that is another Arsenal review, number twenty three of the season, which is which is good. And there's going to be a few more to come, of course, uh, every week till now and the end of the season, which is going to be good. Um, Loki says they're kicking balls across the road over the traffic. That'd be a good idea. We could have a big game of football, actually. Can't we? Why don't we all go to Finsbury Park and just play football? All like thousands of Arsenal fans with football just go mad, have a big massive game at Finsbury Park. After the Wolves go, that, um, that could be fun. But yeah, um, so yeah, so the twenty third um, edition of the Arsenal Review this season, it's been good fun, and um, you know we have to keep going now because it's we're top of the league, and it's because I changed the name of the show because we've done it slightly differently this season. That's what's worked, so we've got to keep it going. I'm quite superstitious with stuff like that. I don't want to change things now, um, so that's what we're going to have to keep doing now until the end of the season because uh, that's that's why it's. That's what that's what I that's what I'll tell Michael Arthur. I say it's nothing to do with you, mate. Nothing to do with you at all. It's because I changed the name of the show. No, no. I'm it differently this season. That's what's made the difference. Not nothing you've done. He's probably agreed. That's what's made the difference. Not you. You can bugger off, mate. It's nothing to do with you. It's, it's what we've done. So that will take all the credit oh, at the end of the season. Goodness, so that's it. Um, oh. But no, it's it's been it's been good fun, and um, we we're enjoying the show. Um, there's a few less shows this week than maybe um, we would hope to get you, but that's due to one or two other little issues. Um, Melvin was meant to be bringing us the um, the Highbury Matter show this week, but unfortunately his guest wasn't able to make this week. Of course, next Wednesday, Arsenal are playing against Everton, um, but he has penciled in for next Tuesday, the 28th of February, for that one. It's going to be 1990 to 1992. What a great time that was. So that is going to be Highbury Matters next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. So definitely join Melvin and his special guest for that show. It's going to be great. Um, there's, um, I think that's it for this week, isn't it? Because there's not much going on. So uh, on Friday, I'll be back with the, the women's weekly show. We're going to Arsenal play Chelsea in the FA Cup on Sunday. Well, wow, that is a big game, isn't it? So we're going to look ahead to that game. Uh, we're going to look back on the Arnold Clark Cup, which is happening this week. England play... <laughs> It pulls them in the sort of the final uh, on Wednesday, so England could win that again. So we'll look at that as well. And I say the big game against Chelsea, of course, Saturday. 
three o'clock kickoff again. Two three o'clock kickoffs in three weeks for Arsenal. I think I'm going to watch your live stream because that looked like fun on Saturday. So I think I might. Oh, they're all good fun, though, honestly. Get involved. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to join your stream and watch you eat another Yorkie. That was good as well. So yeah, no, a Yorkie. I used to have a Yorkie at half time on the Saturday games. It's just it's tradition, really. You can't not do it, and it worked because we were losing at half time. We had a Yorkie and we won. So again, you see, yeah, I'm going to take credit for that as well. So you, you know, Michael Saturday didn't, didn't have any impact on my Yorkie, did it? <laughs> Um, again, so no, but I love the Yorkie at half time, so that's good. I mean, other chocolates are available, but if Yorkie do want to sponsor me, then they're quite welcome to. Is it, is it Nestle that make Yorkie? Is it, is it Nestle? I think so, I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, if you know, I, I do have a good, I do have a Yorkie <coughs> every day, so you know, if, if you want to get involved with the show, feel free. Um, so yeah, that'll be on Saturday, and of course, Sunday, we'll be doing the, uh, the coverage of the women's game as well. That kicks off at two o'clock, actually. So the good news for that is we can watch that game at two o'clock, Arsenal against Chelsea in the FA Cup. It's going to be absolutely epic, that one. And then afterwards, of course, it's the Carabao Cup final, um, Newcastle against Man U. So that'll be good. So Sunday's going to be good. It's going to be a good weekend. So join us for all of that kind of stuff, because it's all good fun. Uh, Bongo Luna says, cheers, guys. Thanks for you. Thank you very much for, for joining us, mate. Again, good to see you. Um, Loki says, um, uh, qualities. Um, how chaps and chatters, there you go. Good I stuff. Um, and Terry says, Great show again tonight, Richard Neal, and all in the chat. Have a great week. Come with you guys, indeed. Yep, come with you guys. Good to see you again, Terry. Um, hopefully, you finish work now. <clears throat> you can chill for the rest of the evening. So, enjoy your evening, guys. I'll say thanks to everyone in the chat. Some great comments tonight. Uh, it's been good fun. It's always nice when you're top of the league, isn't it? You know, oh, 100%. It, it, it makes it much more enjoyable. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Thanks to Neil, of course, as always. Oh, you've been busy this weekend. You, I've seen you on a couple of other shows you've been on. You've been you've been busy, oh, haven't you? I've been busy. I wasn't even well enough. To, I don't know how I've managed to do it. <laughs> you had to after that win. Come on. So Yeah, of course. A pleasure. Exactly. But always an honour to be asked for all of these shows. So I really appreciate you, Rich. Thank you, as always. Thank you. Means a lot. No, it's, always, it's always great to have you on, and um, hopefully next week we may get one or two more people coming on. Well, we'll see. Everyone seems to be busy at the minute. It's a funny time of the year, but we're hoping to get uh, people back. It's, it's been a good show. It's been good fun uh, with yeah, you as always. Thank, uh, thank you all for, for watching. Don't forget, give us a like before you go. We will see. We'll probably see you again until Friday. Now it's going to be a bit of a quiet week. Uh, unless we throw something unexpected in. I might, I might maybe try and get a Leicester fan on at some point, maybe try and do something with a Leicester fan. I'm going on Leicester fan TV on Thursday for Ooh, a good match luck. preview. So that's going to be fun. I've been with them guys before. Good fun, actually. So that'll be a good laugh. That's on Thursday there. So maybe join me for that. Um, and I'll say I'll definitely be back Friday. But I may throw in something in the meantime if I can come up with an idea to do some something or other in the meantime. But if not, we'll see you very soon. Take it easy. Thanks for watching. Thanks to Neil. Thanks for everyone in the chat. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you soon. Come on, you gunners. Top of the league. Let's do it. <laughs> Martinelli. It's now with Granit Xhaka. Is it going to be the third goal? It is the third goal. Granit Xhaka with it. That's easy.